Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Zach, and that's Hunter, Nick Carl, and Paul McBeth. Um, first of all, thank you guys for showing up today. We appreciate the, uh, the company. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Hunter, who's going to do two off the tee. If you guys don't know what that is, he'll explain it for you. All right, so two off the tee is how we start off every podcast. Basically, what happens is we typically get a question from Reddit or some social media um, we ask that, and then the second question, the second off the tee, comes from the live chat board. So while we're answering this first question, go ahead and be firing away questions uh, in the chat. So this first question actually doesn't come from social media. It's just something that Zach and I have done a podcast on before, and we wanted to hear y'all's input. Um, so that question is, what is the one thing holding disc golf back? I know there's probably more than one, but if you had to pick one thing that's holding disc golf back, what would it be and why? You can go first. Okay. I would say, I mean, there's a couple different things. Paul and I were just talking about it prior, but um, we wanted to give different answers, obviously. So I would say one of the big things that's holding disc golf back right now is the professionalism. Um, there's a lot of tournaments when I've traveled out on the road and everything like that and watch a lot of the top professionals play. Um, they're wearing, let's say, a tire. They're wearing sweatpants to a country club that a company is paying a lot of money for us to be able to take over for the weekend. And, you know, you wouldn't show up to a regular golfing country club in a pair of sweatpants. So I just think attire is one big thing. And also the professionalism and how hard people are working. Like there's not a ton of disc golf athletes right now who are just really working their butt off and trying to be the best that they can be in our sport. There are a ton of players who really could just make it to that next kind of like A-level pro, but they're not putting in the time and effort. So... Good one. And Paul, what do you think? Um, I think the thing that sticks out most to me is uh, sponsorship. Um, not in the sense of players, but kind of in tournaments. It, it, to me, when I watch other sports like golf, football, or any or anything else, it's it's not sponsored by the equipment. You know, like golf, you don't see really title as sponsored tournaments. You don't see Nike sponsor the tournaments. The you know that money is going into the players. Um, so here in disc golf, we have, you know, Discraft as a title sponsor, Innova as a title sponsor, Prodigy, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I feel like it's kind of that money that's going into these tournaments should be going into the players, you right. know, so there could be more players out on the road. Um, you know, these tournaments can have, I think, I think the quality of competition will go up, um, if that can happen and there'll just be more exposure because these companies that do end up sponsoring the tournaments will have, more of a, you know, they'll want to be involved more. Um, and I know it's challenging to find these sponsors, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I think I think if we, you know, make a bigger effort towards that, to finding just anything, you know, it, disc golf, not just, you know, what can help the tournaments, but, um, you know, just people that think that that can help their brand. Um, I, think, I think that's big. So sponsorships um, and just kind of just getting that washing machine, you know, we're, we're kind of in that cycle of where the people buy the discs the disc companies pay the players the players buy the discs you know and it's kind of just going back in this little washing machine um so we kind of need to find a way to to get out of that um and and expose a little bit more cool so i'm sure you guys know well you do more than uh, i know we do um jeff spring and i'm assuming you know these upcoming years now that he's got the tour uh you know that he's going to be running it that these outside sponsors are going to be a thing um I don't know if you've heard anything, what they're looking for, anyone they're going after. Any insight on that? If not, just... I don't know anything solid. Um, but as you saw, Steve Dodge put that article out a few weeks ago to where he kind of said uh, he's had conversations with 
you know, the, these media outlets, these potential sponsors, um, but the, but they were kind of getting confused. So uh, apparently people are talking to him. Right. Uh, so I don't know if Jeff has those contacts, mm-hmm. uh, those contacts or anything like that. But, you know, I, I mean, hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So you have a second <laughs> off the tee. Yeah. So obviously there's a bunch of questions. Um, the one question that we've been getting this whole time is talking about your course, right? When's okay. the course going to be available? So right now we can take the time and talk about the video that we shot, um, you know, our thoughts on the course, your thoughts, how long it's going to take, um, why do you have end of the baskets on the course? Because <laughs> clearly people like that question. Um, so I guess question number one, when do you think that the course will be playable? And then also, just to top on that, is it going to be private or um, public? Well, the first thing is uh, um, we'll go with a date. I don't really have a date. Right. Um, the only person that's really put in work is is Hannah's dad, uh, Jerry. So he's done all of that basically by himself. You know, yeah. you guys saw what it was like before, and that that yeah. grass is like yeah. six <laughs> feet tall, the weeds, and he's yeah. just he's gone out and done that. While I was on tour, every time we came back home, it was like he had two fairways done. Yeah. It's just like what? How? Yeah. How is this possible? And he just has a lawnmower, mm-hmm. lawnmower. A chainsaw and a, and a pickaxe, yep. and yeah. he's just doing slow, all of this so, for the stumps. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. So he's doing all this work. So I don't have a timeline on it. You know, it could be done as soon as spring. I feel like, um, or it could be twenty twenty one. So it's just I'm, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on touring. Right. I would love to have my own course there so I could come home and play it, but you know, it's just one man doing that. Right. So you know, maybe I'll talk to to Hunter in the club and, and maybe <laughs> plan some work parties and, and kind of do some yeah. things, but that is definitely just, a possibility. Just get yeah. a pizza. Everyone comes if there's exactly. pizza. You know, <laughs> you know? Maybe we can, maybe we can play the little nine pizza hole loop, burgers, the nine hole loop that you guys uh, played the other yeah. day, but it yeah. was just like, um, yeah, you guys were the first ones to throw those holes. I yeah. haven't even had a chance. So Cause I have the unofficial course record. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, you officially <laughs> had the only birdie that we yeah, got nine that hole. whole day. So uh, is that true? You, no, he got, no, he got the one birdie. If we, if we count it as a, Par four, but the par like, four, you got a birdie three. On it. Oh no, five. Zach! Zach we, had a birdie we three. We all had birdies. I do. I don't think I, I had a single birdie. So I, I, I did not play good. I'm the only, <laughs> I was the only person to par that par five. That is true. No, I I, I parted. Did you? Yeah, I took a five. Oh no, yeah, he did. He took I had a perfect like yeah. I had a perfect like birdie opportunity, and You're then right. I threw the world's flippiest XL. Yeah, very very poorly. So, but yeah, it was a. The, you guys have played it before I have. You know, yeah. I, I honestly haven't played really since uh, USDGC. So, right. Um, but yeah, the basket was that was the lightest basket that we had, yeah. and it's just <laughs> I've I've had that basket for I think four or five years now. It's an El Guapo one, and uh, that flag is actually permanently stuck in it. Yeah. So. It's kind of like I could have cut it off, but I think it was the best basket for you guys too, yeah. so you can see it further, and it's so bright. So uh, yeah, that that was just uh, stuck in the back of the UTV, and I drove it around to the to where it was gonna go. And those aren't the exact basket placements, right. but they were I, close. I think people thought we had like nine yeah. of those yeah, baskets. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> there was one single basket that yeah. we kept moving with the UTV. Yep. Yeah, so, so so yeah, that thing kept moving around, and um, it was a. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, some of those basket locations, like the one on the rock, the par five you guys were talking about, that's mm-hmm. actually where that basket's going to go. The rest were maybe like 60 to 70 feet from where they were going to be, but yeah. that's where it was mowed and that's where it was cleaned up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to get that course in. I think it's going to be a really good one. Uh, I think the elevation change is something we don't have in this area, no. and there's a lot of water that, that can potentially come into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to continue to clean it up. Maybe if the weather stays nice, we can get some machines out there and, and make it uh, 
happened a little sooner rather than later. Definitely. So, it's a it's an incredibly fun course. I mean, yeah. playing playing with the discs that we have didn't really get to show <laughs> yeah. the caliber of the actual course. Yeah. Like Paul was saying, he's like, why are you guys throwing so many yeah. forehands? You, you and guys it's like, made well, it look challenging. Yeah, so exactly. It was like all we had were discs that were like, all right, this is the best forehand disc yeah. off the team. Hunter had the only good backhand disc. Mm-hmm. And you don't really backhand Colossus. Yeah. So it was like yep. Hunter literally had the, the best disc. HX2. Yeah. Which is not officially <laughs> was, in my bag. I was yeah. saying, I think it might have made <laughs> his bag. So, he played with it at the club tonight. Uh, no. So back to the, the course, once it opens, um, is it going to be private, pay-to-play, public? What's your What's your plans with that? I mean, I think I would make it a pay-to-play uh, just to maintain it, you know, keep it clean, get trash cans out there, get it mowed, um, some kind of facilities. We're going to have a pro shop on the property when it's done, uh, parking lot, all that stuff. So um, all that money would just go back into the course. So, And, and then if we have to have an employee, which would be awesome, um, mm-hmm. and, and to paying someone to work it. So, yeah, I think it, it'll definitely be pay-to-play once it's in, um, and then maybe start saving some of that money up to build a nicer pro shop when the time comes. Uh, so, yeah, pay-to-play, and, and uh, I want it up as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Um, another question that I think this kind of transitions into is you mentioned you haven't played since USDGC. Um, yeah. What is the status of your ankle? How far away are you from playing? Uh, any news update on that? Yeah, I think two days uh, two days ago I was at the doctor and finally we got a diagnosis. So it's been like, what is that, it's eight weeks now? Yeah. That we've time. just yeah. been like doing stuff and trying to like going to the doctors, going to PA, just trying to figure out what is wrong because it hasn't healed at all. And uh, finally figured out it's a per- perennial, something like that, tendon issue. <laughs> I don't know how to say the word. That sounds perennial. like a flower. Is that a flower? <laughs> something like that, yeah. <laughs> He's so, got a flower tendon. Yeah. <laughs> Pull this up. Okay. Look it up so, I, so we pronounce it right. <laughs> but it's a, as far as we know, it's a tendon sprain. Um, so it's the, you got your ankle bone on the outside of your ankles, and the tendon is right behind that. So what's happening is it's, it, it got injured most likely by spraining it. They say it's usually when you sprain your ankle in an outward way. Yeah, there we go. What's it called? Oh, say that word. Perioneal? Perioneal. I don't know. Something. Cool. We'll go with the perennial. Sounds good. <laughs> I like perennials. They're good flowers. <laughs> But anyways, it's the tendon behind the ankle bone, and um, I must have sprained it throughout the year, or somewhere I think in May, to be honest, and then just kind of played on it, and it never really healed properly, so it's loose, and what's happening is it's going around that ankle bone and then snapping back. So that's what the pop was at USDGC, and we couldn't figure it out because you actually have two of them. Yeah. So um, they're saying that uh, you can rupture one and still be okay. But you still have a ruptured one in there, so the the one would kind of mask it to where you don't have the pain um, by touch, but you can kind of still feel it here and there. Oh, okay. So that's why it took so long figuring it out. So I have an MRI on the 18th, and that will reveal whether I need surgery or not. But now I have a brace, so I can finally start playing and you know confidently and throwing. But uh, the 18th, I'll probably know more after I do my MRI and and, and figure it out. Cool. Uh, Hunter, I'm going to hand this over to you because there's a question ton here and then a ton on okay. Instagram, so we could go back and forth. But let's get a question, question to Nick Carl. Well, I just had a one? question coming in. Um, yeah. So one thing that I think is kind of cool about this setup here is we have, like, the edge of Touring Pro and then the, like, peak of Touring Pro, um, which is something that we haven't had before. So one question for Nick Carl that I personally had was, like, uh, a year or two ago, you tried touring, right? You're on the road for a, a few weeks. Um, what was what was it like, like financially struggling 
with that time. Like <laughs> that, that <laughs> probably came no, out wrong. Fi- you know no, no, no. Financial struggle is very, very hundred <laughs> percent correct. No doubt. <laughs> what did what did it look like? What did it feel like when you're in there? And you know, for Paul, he doesn't have to rely on a tournament cash, but mm-hmm. for someone who's on that bubble and you have to make cash rely on that thing. cash. He was yeah. traveling with me for this too. Yeah, so yeah, I was there. yeah, yeah. So what was that? So he saw all my fails. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that pressure like? How did it change your mindset? Just walk us through what it was like trying okay. to break on the tour. So it was uh, July of 2017, and I'll say first off, it was a dream come true. And uh, being able to travel with Paul, he was the one who gave me the opportunity to come out and hit the road with him. And Hunter was actually there for the first event that we went to together um, was at Ledgestone. Ledgestone. And uh, so the, the tour itself was a dream come true because two of the tournaments were kind of local to me in New England, the MVP Open and the GMC. We also went and played Nantucket. Um, but I was just a casual, like, more of a local pro. I had done well at some amateur tournaments and was just kind of like peeking into the pro scene as in like a local pro scene, not anywhere near the touring level. Um, but I had the opportunity to go out on tour. And so I had quit my job, put in my two weeks notice and was like, you know, what? I got some money in the bank. I have an incredible opportunity to be able to drive in the truck and trailer with Paul. And it was awesome. But when you actually got to the tournament, one of the hardest things to do as just a casual player was, you know, learn a course in three days and then compete against the best players in the world on that course. You know, going to Ledgestone, if you don't have a 450 foot hyzer, that's pretty accurate. You're not going to do that great there. And I, I could throw 450 feet, but, you know, that's a full flex shot with no worry about a bounce. So then, you know, all of a sudden you get a couple pars on some really good holes, but then you miss a par putt. And now you're all of a sudden you're three over through nine holes. And it's like all these birdieable holes are 1,000-foot par fives. They're 800-foot par fours where it's like I got to have two perfect shots. And just like my caliber of play was not up to up to peak to where it needed to be. And so learning a course was definitely the hardest thing. And then after missing cash at like two or three big events, you pay $225 per event or maybe it was 200 back then or something like that. But all of a sudden it's like, all right, you know, I just pitched in gas money. I got to buy food for the week. You know, I, I still got bills to pay that are back home at a car payment that even though I wasn't driving my car, I still got to pay for it. Insurance payments, cell phone payments and all that. And so it, it adds up very quickly. And luckily, you know, I had I had money put away for this reason. Like I wasn't going to go out and do it if I ever felt like it was going to completely cripple me in life. But mentally, you become so exhausted by missing cash at tournaments. And then when one of your closest friends is, you know, winning these tournaments, <laughs> and, you know, he got second place at Ledgestone and it's, you know, I think then it was like six grand or something like that. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I'm like 500 in the hole this tournament. Yeah. It's like, all right, this kind of sucks. But nah, honestly, it was a dream come true. But mentally, if you're worrying about the money when you're going out on the road, it's really, really hard to keep a good attitude towards it. And right. so like this last year. I went out and I flew to a lot of tournaments. I work a full-time job. And so I went to the tournaments that were, you know, mostly sponsored by Descraft as I, I play for the underground team. And, you know, I met up with buddies. I had good lodging. And I was able to play better this year. Um, cashing at MVP Open was my kind of like big cash. But all the other tournaments, I, you know, I was pretty close. I felt confident at all those tournaments. And like, but missing cash nowadays isn't as big of a deal until because you know right. i worked a lot this year you know yeah. i didn't take it as serious as i wanted to but now it's the off season training so next year i don't miss a cash at a pro tour event national tour or anything like that but awesome so one thing quick quick thing to address uh when we tap on the table they can't hear it 
They so. can or can't? They can. can. Uh, is that oh. what it is? Sorry. Yes. Okay. No, no, you're good. Okay, People are just telling us what they were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I said, I'll oh, take care of the bad. tapping. Nick talks with his hands. My bad. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm loud. I'm loud. i got to, like, step away from the mic and not tap. So. Yeah, because when it taps, <laughs> really it noted. comes through here and shakes right. it, which makes it weird. To the person, voice. I apologize. Um, also, <laughs> did we get a super chat? We I did. So that was for Austin Wida. So I'm going to put his question as a priority. But he said, Paul, do you have any new discs in the works? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I have a fifth disc. We were going to come out with it this at the end of this year, but you know the big news with Paige, we kind of pushed that off and let um, you know let that. I don't know if they can see it, but he's oh, got a pa- he's got it. a Paige Pierce disc up there on the wall. So um, yeah, we have the fifth one in the works, and it'll be coming out twenty twenty. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you say anything or no about what it like? What's going to fly like? If not, um, I mean, fine. It'll be a distance driver. Um, okay. Yeah, I think this one, if you like the Zeus, but you want more distance, I think this is this is the one. So, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I have a question that can go for both of you. Uh, what is your normal practice routine, um, you know, off-season, and then how does it change during the season? So this will be good for people out there that are looking to go pro where you have someone like Nick Carl who's trying to get there, and then someone that's already there. So either one of you could start. What's your normal training routine of a day? Well, to touch back on what Nick was saying too, is as far as uh, you know, he was talking about the touring life and stuff like that. I'm like a big advocate for players if they want to get on tour, start winning regionally or start playing regionally, start winning regionally, learn how to win, learn how to to play with a lead, learn how to play from behind. Um, and I think that'll be a huge factor when you actually get on tour and start playing with these, you know, these people you've looked up to. Um, so yeah, that right off the bat. And then what was the question again? Uh, just like your training. Your okay, training. A um, lot of putting. Uh, where we are right now, it's what 50, mm-hmm. 50 and windy. So a lot of putting. Um, haven't been doing too much lately, especially with this injury, but. Um, that's my favorite thing to do is putting. We played horse a little bit earlier. Yep. 21. Um, 21, yeah. So keep it keep it interesting. Uh, you know, keep it fun, competitive at the same time. So a lot of putting. And then probably tomorrow, I think, is when we're really going to hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start throwing. We have field a, practice. Yeah, we might go outside and do some field practice. Definitely indoor field, field work. Uh, we have um, some nets, some throwing nets. So kind of like... The easiest thing is just getting like the baseball nets, right. you know, to hit hit into, just throw your disc into that. Kind of get something, kind of get something soft under it, because mm-hmm. when they fall, if it's on concrete, they'll get marked up. Just like if you're to throw a disc on concrete, but throwing into net, working on footwork. Um, I think working on foot footwork, not only with throwing the shots, but also like ladder drills, getting quick feet. So I do that a lot, um, and then I just like physically training a lot. You know, endurance. Um, so that's all off-season stuff. Once we're once you're in season, you get to the place you're going, learn the course um, until you feel like you know where to be, where not to be, learn the greens, um, and then you probably do that for the first two to three days, depending on how early you are there, and then um, just know your disc. Uh, that's the biggest thing is because you're always traveling. Elevation can change. Your disc can get beat up. You know, just hitting one tree, you can get a nick out of it. So... Just knowing knowing your disc as well is very important because if you know your disc, you could basically play any course. Uh, before we continue, I'm not being rude. It's just that the sound is still going on, so that's why we're looking at our phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading questions as well. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know what what's going on. Well, what does the sound sound like? If you if you still hear the sound, uh, comment in the questions. I have it down here. Um, but we'll continue talking, and I will try to resolve that as we go. Did you have anything to add? Yeah, yeah kinda, what do you practice like? Yeah, so my practice season is obviously obviously going to differ from Paul's, um, just where we're at and kind of in the disc golf life. But like Paul was saying, keep it fun, but keep it competitive. Um, Andrew Fish had actually tweeted out, I think about a week ago or something like that. And in one of his tweets, he was kind of giving you like an eight-part off-season training, kind of like yeah, how to keep mentally, you know, stay good. And um, one of the things he said was like reading books. And I've heard that for years. You know, Dave Ramsey once said he was like, winners read. You know, keep your mind active, keep your mind, you know, sharp and everything like that. But um, when you're practicing, practice with a purpose. You know, don't just go into your garage or don't just go outside and start throwing up 100 putts and say, hey, that was a good day. Like, yeah. stretch out. You're not going to go to a tournament just and get out of your car and start playing. Stretch out, warm your body up, do some footwork drills like Paul was saying, learn your discs. Um, and then same thing, like keep it fun, keep it competitive. Just playing a game of 21 with him is super fun because, you know, I'm putting against one of the best putters in the world. And when we're playing win by two and we actually get to that point, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, I just had a really good putting situation. You know, I feel confident in how my putt's going. Working on drives, kind of figuring out, you know, take videos of yourself, figure out, you know, where can you get more arm speed? Where can you work on your footwork? Because off the tee, you know, you can throw a disc pretty easily. But when you're in the woods and you got tree roots, you got stumps, you got stuff like that, you're going to need to have good footwork to react to whatever situation in your, that you're in. Right. So during the season, I work a manual labor job, so I don't go to the gym as much as I probably should. You know, a good day of work for me, I'm, I'm pretty tired at the end of the day. I feel like I got a good workout in. But in the off season, I like to do a lot of gym workouts. I try to eat a little bit healthier. I know as I'm drinking a Coca-Cola, it's not <laughs> not the biggest thing, but that's yeah. that's my all-time favorite drink ever. Right. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, no, honestly, just like hitting the gym, doing a lot of body workouts. I'm not really, I'm not trying to get bigger. I'm just trying to be more of an athlete in disc golf right now. And a lot of that is, you know, work on your core, work on your flexibility, speed, and everything like that. So I guess for the most part, it's just consistent training and train with a purpose. Yeah, I think that's a, a key thing that. At least when I was like, I don't lift weights anymore. But when I lifted weights for disc golf, something that I had to get in my head was you're not lifting to get bigger. You're lifting to like train to get faster and be able to do the movement that disc golf requires more. And I think that's something that if you're not, if you don't have that knowledge, you can just go into the gym and lift to bulk up, which honestly might hurt your game in the yeah, long run. True. I know we were, uh, Nick had mentioned something about diet. What do you, what's your diet like now? Now? Yeah. Now. now. It wasn't <laughs> it, like this before, I'll tell you that. Right? No, yeah. no. Yeah. It's new. <coughs> it is new. Yeah, it's 100% oh. plant-based right now. There you go. Yeah, so it's it's so been awful. actually pretty easy. No, I, think it's been, I think it's been eight weeks now. So okay. Has it and, been easy? Yeah, it's been pretty easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, substituting a lot of things. Like, yeah. don't eat... I'm, honestly... I mean, you I did think, just eat a bag of, like, what were they? Banana, banana chips? bites. I threw it away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, banana, banana chip butter. soup. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. What were those burgers Tell we had the other day? Uh, the vegan, vegan burgers? Yeah. Whatever oh. vegan burgers we had, they like were actually like Impossible burgers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually delicious. Yeah. They were, they were so. really good. But yeah, it's been it's been pretty easy, especially being home. Right. So it'll be a. I'll see if I'll carry that into the season. Yeah. You know, I, but cooking on on the road is gonna be harder, I guess. It can be. A, you have to be more intentional about it, uh, being in the RV especially. But um, I think the biggest thing is is I've always struggled with diet. I think diet's been my weakest part for sure. Um, so I figured if I could do something this strict, it'll be a little bit easier once I'm on the road to kind of just be a little bit more conscious about it. And, uh, so 
Yeah, I figured I'd, I'd go for it. Hannah's not vegan, but now she's making a little bit better choices. Right. She's she cooks like these amazing meals. Like yeah. last night, I uh, saw. Oh, she, she's an awesome cook. Oh my I gosh. F- I forget what the heck it was. We had eggplant parm. Yeah. We had that squash. Yeah, spaghetti, spaghetti squash. squash. Yep. Spaghetti squash. Spaghetti squash is so good. Just you just eat it right out of the, the squash. I'm lost over here. Yeah. Hunter's like, <laughs> like, like chicken to, nuggets. Yeah. If you've seen Chris Dickerson's diet, welcome to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but you, oh, you, 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 there, there you, <laughs> you kind of developed that with your, uh, your allergies. Yeah. Well, I could go plant based. Yeah. I don't. I'm not allergic to plants. I just don't like them. I wish I was, I would gladly switch being allergic to plants to being allergic to red meat any day of the week. So yeah, but it's been well, um, I'm liking it. Um, yeah. So now, uh, now I'll get to see how it works now that I can actually be in the gym more and, and work it out. What is that? My oven. Sound like a, oh, yeah, I was going to say, sound like an oven. <laughs> Lizzie's cooking. Yeah. Speaking okay. of food, yeah. Uh, Chicken so, nuggets. <laughs> uh, this question, I mean, we're probably not the best people to answer it because we're a bunch of guys, but Haley King asked, how can we grow women's <laughs> disc golf? Haley, what's good? So I'd like to, especially, I think Zach and I have talked about this on the podcast multiple times, so we probably won't answer, but yeah. I'd like to hear both of y'all's, uh, both on like more of the local scene level and the tour level, uh, how can we get more women out there, both on tour and locally? Yeah, I mean, I've actually talked to Madison Walker about this and Hannah, of course, um, kind of just brought up the idea that there's so many women-only events, you know, like the Rocky Mountain Women, the one in NorCal, Michigan, all this. Like, I, I feel like there's not really a, a place, kind of like a website or something, to where they can almost start, like, their own tour or kind of just, like, notify other women about it or just kind of have a place to go look at like it. Like the but, LPGA. Yeah, exactly. Not actually have their own association, yeah. but kind of just somewhere they can go and see where these women-only terms are, because... I feel like anytime I hear female disc golfers talk about these tournaments, it's nothing but positive things and how much they mm-hmm. love playing with other women, competing with only other women. They feel like they're the spotlight. So, you know, the, the bathrooms are how they want it and all this, you know, all this other stuff like the course setup and whatever, you know, whatever they feel like they need. Um, I feel like if there was a place where they could almost start their own point series or something mm-hmm. to where it was kind of more focused on these events, that that would be a big thing because these women only events have divisions from pro, you know, you have the touring pros all the way down to five-year-olds, you know, the juniors. So kind of brings it all together and kind of, you know, these five-year-olds can watch these touring pros and be inspired and want to do it for the rest of their life. But I just think maybe a little bit more community in that aspect of where they can go to one single spot and be in communication with other, you know, TDs or players or anything like that. So maybe just find a central hub um, for this. Uh, yeah, Mr. Nick Carl. All right. Um, so on a more kind of like local standpoint, I guess this kind of goes for the touring pros too, but be a role model, Mm. you know, be the person who you wanted to meet when you were younger, because the girls are looking up to you. The girls, you know, my buddy's the owner of kids disc golf and just all the girls who are competing in those kids tournaments, you know, it's, it's incredible to see, but on kind of a local standpoint, New England disc golf, especially in Massachusetts, the women have their own league. Every Wednesday night, they go to a different course yeah. every single week. And, you know, a couple of the courses locally say, hey, women play free on Wednesdays. And they're just trying to bring more women into the sport. You know, get connected on Facebook groups. Create a Facebook group if you need to. Invite your friends out. I mean, guys, invite your girlfriends out. Bring bring your cousins and everything like that. Like, go out and play disc golf. The only way we're going to grow it is by more people playing. Right. And then I, I guess, you know, for the – for the pros, just be a role model, you know, do the things that are appealing to the younger crowd, do the things that, you know, people are going to enjoy you seeing. So, yeah, 
So now touching on women and contracts, um, I mean, why not bring up Paige contract, Paige's contract? Um, first of all, I mean, we know that um, Yuli had a big factor in bringing Paige <coughs> over to Discraft. And, you know, what would, did you have any involvement at all? And then your thoughts about the contract, being a team member with yes. her, and then technically you, Nick, too, you're, you're a team member with Paige. Um, I don't know if you... Lower, lower level. Lower, lower level <laughs> yeah. teammate. Um, but I don't know if Paige you had awesome. any connection. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. But go ahead, you can go first. Go you want me to go? Either one of you. Um, so I didn't have anything, obviously, to do with Paige coming yeah. to Discraft, but That's it's... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were the sole reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, I texted her one day, and I'm just like, yo, Discraft's where it's at. And she was like, come on, sign me up. <laughs> get, get me in touch with Bob. All right, here we go. So, no, nah, but on a serious note, Paige, Paige is super awesome. I'm super excited for the things that she's going to do with Discraft. I already love it that she's coming out with putters, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like a point-and-shoot putter. That's exactly how, kind of like what I like to putt with. And uh, I remember in 2015... Uh, excuse me, 2014, watching the, I think at the time it was the Vibram Open, Mm -hmm. and we all went to, my family, and actually Hannah, before her and Paul were married, um, we went to Hot Dog Annie's, and all of a sudden, so it's a hot dog place right down the street from Maple Hill. What's the word you're saying? Hot Dog Annie's. Hot Dog? Oh. Hot Dog Annie's. Sounds like hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. What? Hot Dog Annie's, right down the street from Maple Hill, and uh, Paige... Um, and a couple other women disc golfers had showed up and Hannah had actually just met Paige like prior to that, just went over, got a picture, said, hello. Oh my gosh. She fangirled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Paige all of a sudden shows up at hot dog Annie's and saw us sitting there and she was like, Oh, why don't you all come over and you know, sit with us. And so my whole family, Hannah, we all got to just sit down with Paige and just right then and there, I knew she was awesome. She was a super cool person. Whenever I went out onto the road, she was nothing but kind, always said hello when she saw me. And so I'm super excited. As a lower-level Discraft member, I'm super excited to see what she's going to bring to the table and just make moves. Is there <laughs> a spider? We'll check for the spider. <laughs> I don't know. Someone said there was a spider, so we looked. Dang, dude. <laughs> There's not. I don't, I don't think. Okay. You probably just wanted us all to look. Yeah. <laughs> you got us. Oh, my turn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't want to say – I don't – I might have had a little bit to do with it. Um, and just like, she would ask me kind of some advice on, on, uh, you know, how my year had gone and, and kind of just like filter in on, on what I think Discraft was doing or what, or what they kind of, how they could market her and how they could, um, allow her to be her own brand and all that stuff. So I kind of just, you know, was open about it and talked to her about it. And, and it's honestly just kind of told her, is it, it, it's, it's up to, you know, the fans, it's up to her fans, it's up to her supporters. Yeah. Um, especially on how much she makes or, you know, how popular right. she becomes. It's, it's really up to, you know, everyone, everyone who watches, everyone who supports because, yeah. um, you know, the more discs that they buy, the more, you know, she can, oh, a little middle, <laughs> the more, you know, the more the that table. people, uh, uh, buy her discs or support her in, in any way that, you know, that they can, she's going to be able to show up to more tournaments. She's going right. to be able to travel more. She's going to be able to, um, come out with more products, more, more apparel, more, you know, anything. So, I think I think uh, that was what I, I kind of preached to her the most is just uh, you know just just continue to, to gain support you know whether yeah. it's fans whether it's uh, you know sponsors or, or anything just just continue to you know just keep doing what she's doing um, you know right. she she put herself in this position and, and she's going to continue to do that with her career so kind of just said you know how how 
things have been going for myself this year, and, and I think it got her really excited and, and just kind of, uh, I think she feels free. I think she feels like she can, mm-hmm. she can do a lot and, and bring a lot to the table, not only you know with what Discraft's doing, but what she can bring to, to help Discraft as well. So right. I, I'm for excited sure. to see you know, you know, what, uh, what's going to happen. I mean, I know how popular her disc was and how popular, you know, how big yeah. of a deal it was with her switching over that she pushed me back, you know, yeah. with yeah. 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 so, you know, she's, you know, it, it's up to the supporters that, um, yeah. you know, if they, if they continue to support the way that they are, especially with that first disc that mm-hmm. I, I don't know what can happen. You know, right. I, I, yeah. think, I don't think there's a, there's a limit on what can happen or what she can do. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Same. So last see week we had talked room. about, what happened? The ceiling is the roof. I said the no. ceiling is the roof. Oh, great, Michael Jordan. Um, so last week we had talked about, um, or maybe it was two weeks ago, before, yeah, it was two weeks ago, before Paige was signed to Discraft, um, I had asked Hunter the question, if Discraft signs Paige, does Discraft become the uh, disc golf company? Like, number one, do they overtake Innova finally? And obviously I'm sure that we're all biased to this answer, but would you say that Discraft is now the like the company now that you guys have 10 you know championships under one roof you have both top players you get a lot more than 10 well yeah, yeah well i'm I saying mean, between just yeah. <laughs> between two people we got 10 but then taking valerie two. and nate dawes I yeah mean, shoot i meant between you know the top top players yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i think uh i should say i think discraft right now is probably the most popular uh you know it's the most talked about uh brand as a whole currently you know innovas definitely has the box stores they probably have right the numbers and stuff like that but um i don't know i don't i don't think the headlines are very you know innova based right now yeah. so it, it's a lot of what's the moves that discraft's making you know whether it's signing page or whether it's coming out with a new disc yeah mm-hmm. um you know i think i think the last maybe 10 discs that discraft has come out with they, they've all been like really Crazy. you know yeah they've Crazy been, they've been sales, they, yeah, yeah they've been really popular um and uh you know I, there's not many other companies that can say that right. um so as far as the products that they're putting out i think discraft is on top right now mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in sheer numbers i think innova has that right now and, and they might for a while especially if they have these big box stores but right. um you know that's something i hope i can do i can change as well as page yeah. can change mm-hmm. and, and all the other you know players that are the, the members that are part of discraft and that's something that I think Discraft has done this year is, is there's not a whole lot of players on the team. There's a large underground team, mm-hmm. but as far as like the core team, tour team, and elite team, I think there's less than 60. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you know those players are being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I think, I think uh, I'm going to be in Europe a lot this yep. year um, for at least, you know, near, nearly a month. I know at yeah. least 28 days. Um, so I'm going to be going to seven different countries. That's my goal. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I think, I think we definitely want to get into box stores and make a big presence in Europe. Um, so I'm excited. There's a lot of places I haven't been yet. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we, we continue to climb that ladder and and get to that top spot. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, sorry. I'm going to ask one more before I throw it back. No, go for it. Um, so Nick, I know you're on underground in 2019. Um, is your contract still through 2020? Um, do you have to wait for, to you know, renegotiate. Explain to people what it's kind of like, uh, just getting into that your first sponsorship. What you got to do, you know, because we have you know we have a team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, team foundation, mm-hmm. and people ask all the time, 
you know, what are you guys looking for? Like, I might not be great, but I do, I have a great social media presence, stuff yep. like that. Yep. But just talk about, you know, just getting your first sponsorship and, you know, what are you doing to, to get onto maybe Team Discraft is what you want to be on next? Yep, yep. Um, so I signed up for the underground team in 2018. I was uh, handed over a contract and was asked to read through it and everything like that. Right before that, I had won the MVP Open AM side event. Which I think is over 130 amps. Was that two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. I thought that was well, last year. Yeah, technically it was. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty years. Yeah. So. Two okay. tournaments ago. Yeah. Two <laughs> tur- yeah, which would be two years ago, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But okay. so two tournaments ago in 2018, I'd won the amp side event by I think it was 11 strokes, and it just came from solid play. You know, averaged I think about a thousand at that tournament, and at an amp level, that's good. But when you beat 130 other people over you know three days four rounds and of course to play maple hill golds and yeah you know do all right then it was it was fun because then i got to play in the feature card yeah you know I, I got to play with paul ricky yep. chris dickerson and i didn't do too well but i had you know one highlight i was the only one to birdie hole 12 okay okay kind of cool i had the box <laughs> i had the box once that round and uh no other than that i had a, a pretty good social media game mm-hmm. i had a pretty good kind of like I was well-known in New England. Um, I was well-known kind of outside the States, too, from being in people's blogs and, you know, just kind of being out there, putting myself out there on the road and everything like that. And so my social media game was pretty good. And when I talked to Wes, who is my team manager, he was like, hey, man, you got all the stuff it takes, you know, but we want to offer you this contract. And one of the biggest things about it is, you know, just be active on social media. Yep. To grow the sport, you got you to gotta be active on social media. That's where everyone is at this point. YouTube videos, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you still use Twitter, I mean, you got to you gotta be all over there. We just got we just got weeks ago. Ago. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I think I have like 60 followers on Twitter, so that's not my main fan. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I just actually re-signed a contract for the 2020 season. Cool. So I'll be playing for the underground team in nice. 2020. Uh, one of my goals next year is to be 1,000 rated and to play pretty much as many events as I can. And that will hopefully give me some good kind of like nice advantage kind of leeway to get into Team Discraft. Right. And um, no, I mean, my main focus is still to be social media active, do even better than that this year. I had some really cool videos come out with my nice. buddy Matt Graham helping me. Oh, yeah. And uh, they just came out awesome. I love the quality of the videos he came out with. And it seems like people did, too. Now it's just to come out with more of them. Right. You know, keep my name going out there and to play and win as many tournaments as I can. So, Is yeah, it, I'll be playing 2020 to Scraft Underground again, and I'm nothing but excited. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, is it true that you're the second highest rated player in Massachusetts? Nope. No, <laughs> no not anymore. No, that's, no, I never was. Never was. We just no, We always made that joke. Okay. But, uh, no, I think right now I'm technically the fifth or sixth highest rated in Mass. Massachusetts, actually, for a long time, didn't have any <laughs> thousand rated players. We didn't really, because yeah. it's hard. We, you know, six months out of the year, we really can't play. Yeah. We play Winter Team Challenge, but we don't have PDGA tournaments yeah. and you know, late fall, early winter time. But um, I jumped like 30 points last year. I'm at 985 now. I think the highest rated is 1,004 mm-hmm. in Massachusetts, and that's a goal that I'm trying to reach and just to keep working my way up. But at the same time, you know, rating obviously means something. It's cool to say you're 1,000 rated. Yeah. But the tournaments that I played, I beat the highest rated player in Massachusetts. You know, I beat the highest rated player in New England. So it's like I can have my tournament where I win it. But I've always been beat by those guys, right. you know. So, rating, I, yeah, obviously I want to get my number up. Don't get me wrong. I want to be a consistently a thousand plus rated player. But, you know, I, yeah. 
Played pretty good. So as we talk about ratings, um, you know, oh, you, you moved down to Virginia. <laughs> oh gosh, I knew you'd bring so, that up. <laughs> oh my god! If you uh, if you were to convert your Massachusetts rating to a Virginia rating, what would what would you put yourself? I'd be like 1080 down here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't my quote, my don't answer was 940. Don't quote me. I don't know because that's what I reached when I was down here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also proven in fact if you wear that hat during tournaments, you'll putt better, yeah. like Adam Hammes did. We have. So oh, might, oh, all right. Then we field that's, tested that's that. Not an actual guarantee. <laughs> but um, no, so back to uh, stage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> back to another serious question. We've had a few different people. Well, first off, ask about the bracket. We're gonna get to we're that gonna get later. To that, yeah. uh, this is our greatest disc of all time, time that we've Give been going on. Um, we'll get to that later. But uh, we have had a few different people ask similar questions, so I'm just kind of combine them into one question. Um, that's, that's not the question I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed to a different one. Uh, so someone was asking, like, how did you work on getting a flat release? Uh, consistently, and then they were also asking about speed control. Uh, when you're throwing, what exactly are you focusing on when you're working on a flat release and also speed control with different discs? Um, flat release, that's a, that's a hard shot. I think that's definitely one of the hardest shots. I think most people naturally want to throw it on a slight hyzer, which isn't a bad thing, uh, but having a flat release, I think it's probably the most inconsistent shot, but that's probably just because it's the most difficult. Um, I think you just kind of have to practice that just doing it slow. I think, uh, I'm guessing you have a good Sorry. question. Um, I think, uh, Sorry. Are we good? Yeah. All if right. you, if you watch the podcast, you know, sometimes people ask you some dumb stuff and I just laugh at it. So, oh gosh, I don't even know what he's laughing at. I don't, I don't watch the podcast. I'm sorry. sorry. I know you don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen to it. We're, we're canceling it now. <laughs> Shut it down. No, but, uh, no, I think, I think you just have to learn it, uh, at slow speed and then kind of work it up in, into your shot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think playing catch is a really good way. Uh, you know, even if it's an ultimate disc, um, uh, playing catch is, is, is a is a good way or just doing some field work with a lot of putters uh, and just learning that flat release because putters will kind of show you if you're if you're turning it over if you're hyzering it because they'll, they'll just go that way um and in order to get a putter to fly really straight you have to have that nice flat release so learn with putters and then what was the second part of that question speed yeah, speed, speed control. control speed control um i think you just got to go out to a field and pick and pick distances. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think you need to pick. You could do them both at the same time, honestly. Yeah. Uh, learn your flat release and get your speed control. And just pick distances and try to land the disc in that spot. You know, whether you start out 50 feet, 75 feet, 150 feet. Learning to get the disc flat and landing in those spots is going to teach you that. And then um, doing it with each disc, I think, speed control is, is doing it with each disc. Because overstable wants to get to the ground quicker than, than understable discs. So... Um, yeah, doing them together and then doing it with with uh, um, all, every disc you basically own, every mm-hmm. mold, every style, different flights. So mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. Do you have anything different or anything to add? No, it's pretty point true. I mean, yeah. definitely practice with your putters. Um, get used to throwing those because that'll teach you all the angles, and then find really find that disc that works for you. Like for me, um, I've always thrown buzzes, and when you beat up a buzz, it gets that nice kind of flip over. Um, but a new buzz out of the bag will have that slight stability. And so learning that one disc and just having a disc that was able to do so many things, I was able to learn speed control through that where I had buzzes that if I really wanted to bomb them, I could. If I had buzzes that I wanted to be understable, I had to beat up one. And so that kind of taught me all the different angle releases. And it's such a forgiving disc that, you know. Yeah, and, and I mean, that brings me to like one of my points. When I switched to Innova to Discraft, when I threw rocks, you kind of have to start them all off on that hyzer angle. Mm-hmm. When you go to a buzz, 
that flat angle is really important because you can't just really hyzer flip a yeah, button. They don't, they don't, they don't really do flat. that. You kind of just hit the angle and it takes off on that. Yeah. So that was something I really had to learn switching over. That was that was something. I growing up, I never really liked the buzz because I was like, well, I don't know how to throw this because I'm yeah. so used to just hyzer flipping everything up. So once I finally was like, all right, I need to throw the buzz. I need to learn this. Yeah. It was like once <laughs> I got it, once I learned that whatever angle you throw that on, if you throw it flat, it's just going to go straight. Um, so that was a that was, that's a great disc to learn with as well. Is when, mm-hmm. you know once you feel like you're, you've mastered that putter, a, a buzz is just so neutral that, yeah. that it works great for that for that. Um, okay, what bags are you guys currently using? And then are you going to have a custom bag next year? Is one of the questions. Your answer is going to be longer, so I guess I'll go ahead and first. So, I mean, just obviously how it is. I use the Grip Discraft series bag. It's kind of that, like, grayish-blue one. I don't. I think okay. it's the B series. Uh, yes. Okay, it's the B are. series. It's like the medium size bag, and it is perfect. I used to run with the old uh, McBeast bag, the three-time one. Yeah. And it was, it was big, so it held a lot of discs, which I guess in a practice round is cool, but, like, in a tournament round, it's a killer on your back because they have this bar where... You know, the back is kind of like standing up and it just jabs right into is there. Is that the so flag bag? No, 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 no. It's just the, uh, it's the black three-time okay, one where it's, yeah, it says like 2012, 13, 14. Okay, okay. on it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I run with the uh, blue and gray Discraft B-Series one and it's awesome. It's the perfect size, holds all the discs I need for a tournament. And I love the colors, white and blue, gray and blue. So, I mean, it's... All your discs are blue, too, right? Yeah, like 80% there of my discs go. are blue, and the other ones are maybe white and pink. Like, they're just... Pink. I, yeah. Pink uh, power. Exactly. So, no, nope, that's one that I use. I don't have a bag coming out next year. Okay. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to clear that up. I don't have a bag <laughs> maybe coming Maybe Underground will get some bags. Uh, maybe. That'd be, yeah, that'd be sweet, yeah. Some, cool. some Discraft <laughs> Underground bags. That'd, that'd be, be pretty cool. Be men. Um... I have a grip bag as well. Yeah. Um, I signed a four-year deal with grip last year, or I guess the beginning of this year. Yeah. So um, I carry the the A series. I think it's AX fifteen or something. I don't know if I have the fifteen one or not. Oh, okay. I don't know which I one know I have currently. Um, but yeah, I have the I have the A series, the larger one. Uh, when I'm on the road, I like to, I like to carry quite a few discs. Um, I think normally around like twenty to twenty-six, somewhere in that range, depending on the course. Um, but yeah, I I really like it. I think it's really comfortable. Sometimes I'll carry the B, the the B series. I think at uh, some courses that are a little bit more wooded. Um, it was here two days in May. Mm-hmm. Blockhouse, okay. the blockhouse. Yeah, I carried the little yeah we had the, bag. We had the uh, a lot of mid ranges. So mm-hmm. I didn't need as many distance drivers, but uh, yeah, we had the matching discraft bags. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I do have a signature bag coming out next year. I actually have two signature bags coming out next year. Ooh, okay. two. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Two, <laughs> two to three, I Ooh. should say, just because there's some color options. Breaking so, news. Nice. So, uh, yeah, 2020, I'll we'll definitely, definitely get the five time out there. That's awesome. That's That'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, speaking about 2020, uh, you, you posted your tour schedule, um, and we have Noah Boylan on the board asking if you're coming to Oregon, which we saw you kind of post. Um, from what I saw, you weren't going to Oregon. Correct. Uh, walk us through... The national tour and the pro tour, um, you know, when you're planning your schedule, do you prefer Do you have like a preference one over the other? Do you see there being two tours as a good thing, or you see that as like a <laughs> causing beef and we need to pick one and go with it? This is one question that we've talked about a ton on the podcast: yeah. is two tour. Should there be two tours? But go ahead. Let me. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah. What's your? We want all your opinion. Yeah, so. I'll give an opinion afterwards. <laughs> so. 
When I pick my tour schedule, the thing I look at is where it's located first off. So obviously going to the wintertime open, that's right near my house. I get to go visit home. I get to play my home course, you know, growing up, I get to visit family, visit friends. Um, so that's a must, you know, so that one and going out on the West coast that early in the year, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to beat, you know, unless there was something in Florida that early, Yeah. you know, there's nowhere else you'd really go and play. So, um, that one just definitely makes the schedule. Vegas has kind of been like a roller coaster. Um, I've had times where I just like I can't wait to go to Vegas and other times where I'm just like wow the, the year before was like it was 30 degrees why do I want to go back you mm-hmm. know I could stay in California and visit snow more family yeah. yeah snow and stuff like that so and then that would be an NT not an NT you know it, it's kind of all over the map so um, this year I'll be visiting family and then doing videos um, that week so it's kind of just one that I've just this year, you know, it's not on the NT, uh, it's an A tier. So I'm kind of just like, it's a, I'll make it up somewhere in the year. I'll, yeah. I'll go somewhere else and make it up. So skipping that one. And then I think national tours and disc golf pro tours, I think before last year, I've always had kind of held NTs to a higher standard. I felt like NTs were, you know, was, was the top. And I think pro tours have now surpassed that, you know, they're, they're, they have the U-Disc on all of them. They have the live streaming. They have more video crews. They have more of an attendance. People come out and watch the Pro Tours. So, And then just so many more more Pro Tours. You know, there's, there's people going to all of these events to where it just feels more complete. So now I think I prioritize Disc Golf Pro Tours over NTs. But it's also good because they don't. You know they don't they don't overlap. You know they're not on the same weekends. Yeah. So PDJ has figured out that out to where not putting them on the same weekend and making them compete with each other. But uh, you know you'll, you'll you'll see me at a pro tour over at NT nowadays. But uh, and then the other part was was Oregon, right? Yeah. 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 That was what his Any his specific question reason. Um, last year, well, so I think Beaver State Fling. I kind of. It, it, it's kind of difficult getting up to the north, you know, the the northwest. Um, you know, last year it was I think it went Portland week off and then Beaver State, and I didn't feel like going and playing one, taking a week off, or playing kind of a, a smaller tournament where I've never played before, and then coming back to um, Portland again. So I decided to skip that because. Um, I feel like I've played Beaver State 10 years. You know, I think I've played it 10 years in a row, and it's been the same tournament. You know, it just doesn't bring the wow, like, this course has really improved, or, wow, this venue has really improved. Like, it's just been the same. You know, I've done it. I want to go find something else. And I think I went and played two days in May. I was going to say, I think that was Memorial Day weekend around that time. And, and, you know, being closer to home, I was able to come home here and and visit for two days and then go play a course I've never played before but have heard so much about. So, you know, I'm... I'm able to choose where I want to go. You know, I'm not, I've luckily I've never been one to play. Like I'm going to go to that tournament because it's got the most money. You know, yeah. I kind of go where, I, where I've heard it's been a great tournament where I want to enjoy, you know, I think memories are more important than, than money. So, um, you know, I went and played two days in May. loved it. I'll be back again this year. Um, and I, I mean, I want my redemption on dark side, you know, that yeah. one, that, <laughs> you um, need redemption on dark side. I think I heard you were coming to the battle for Bedford this year, maybe. Possibly, yeah. I think we were talking about the figure out the dates, you know. Yeah. I kind of know the people that run it, so maybe I'll be able to get in nope. to that one. I hope you come because we moved it a month earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, nice. you know, I get to pick on, and choose. 
and please come. <laughs> yeah, Nick will go volunteer his time. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, I'll try to come down for two weeks and help out. With the yeah, this year for the Oregon tournament, I think I'm gonna for be in entry. be in Europe. <laughs> yeah, right. I think um, it overlaps there. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna go to Europe. Like I said, I'm gonna be there for almost a full month. Um, I want to just go go do what I can and grow disc golf in Europe. Um, I think they definitely have a, uh, a very large pre- presence in the disc golf world, but you know. We don't get to go there often. You know, right. top touring mm-hmm. pros don't get to go there. You know, so it's a big deal when players come in and, you know, not only into town, but just their whole country. You know, people mm-hmm. will drive hours. They'll fly into town to yeah. come watch just people or watch compete. Big and, event. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's something we don't see here too often in the U.S. You know, people it, it's people don't really travel state to state to go. They might just wait and hopefully a mm-hmm. tournament comes into their area. So there in Europe is a little bit different. So um, I definitely want to make a, you know, make it a priority to go out there and, and kind of you know, go as many places as I can. So that's overlapped Oregon this year. And, and hopefully, you know, Beaver State or, or Portland kind of either become bigger or want to do more, you know, for the venue. Change something up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. change something I think, I think I think Milo was a great course 10 years ago, five years ago, but now it's kind of, it's one of the smaller ones, just like the Memorial. Um, those courses are so small. But Milo is so pretty that people kind of just overlook that, mm-hmm. you know. So I think Milo could be one amazing 18-hole course. I think if they turned into an eighteen hole course, it'd be it'd be incredible. Awesome. Next so, week, Milo turns into one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Nick Carl, what's what's your view on Pro Tour versus National Tour? Also, and, if you want to announce your schedule for twenty, I was gonna say, and your schedule, you can give where us are you that, playing? But, okay. Um, also, as to no why, idea. Also, as to why people call you Nick Carl. Mm. Did someone actually ask? Him? No. Oh, no. Okay. Well, they did on the, the YouTube. And the YouTube. Um, all right. So. I'll go with, why do people call me Nick Carl first? <laughs> well, I have no idea, really. It just kind of it literally started when I was young, um, coming from basketball, baseball, stuff like that. It was just always a nickname. And then... A nickname. nickname is your... <laughs> oh, my God. It's your real name. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, you guys get what I mean. But um, I don't know. Just friends always called me Nick Carl. It was weird. And I mean, I thought... It, when we were shooting the other day, I was like, why am I calling him Nick Carl? Yeah. I call you Nick. I'm like... That was weird. Like, why did I just call you Nick? Yeah, for years he called me Nick Carl, and then now, like, he's probably the only one who calls me Nicholas. Yeah, I call him Nicholas. Yeah, and so that's just, you know, I guess that's where we're at. But um, <laughs> all, all of my other friends, especially disc golfers, it's, you know, yo, what's up, Nick Carl? Or, yeah. hey, Nick Carl, how's it going? Like, two first names. Yeah, yeah it's no the one, two one syllable names. Pe- and people will say that where they're like, dude, I. I just called you Nick. Like, uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. You guys, you guys Wait, remember that, Carl Baker, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Carl came from Nick Carl. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, if so. you don't remember Nick Carl, I actually no, don't know if it's worth Carl Baker. Uh, Carl Baker. If you don't remember Nick Carl, his career has officially ended here tonight. No, if you don't remember Carl Baker, that was a, a different video on, I think it was on Liberty. Liberty's. Yeah. I don't even know what YouTube channel from Liberty, but I don't know. So, um, so Pro Tour versus National Tour. Pro Tour versus National Tour, okay. Um, I love the Pro Tour. I've known Steve Dodge for years. Um, even before he set up the whole Pro Tour, he was just the tournament director at the Vibram Open, the Maple Open, the MVP Open. Um, and so he's kind of seen my uprising, you know, kind of in disc golf and where I've gone to where I've been at. And um, so I've, I've heard the idea, I think it was back in 2015 or 2016 when the tour had started. And I was like... I think the first year was 2017, so you probably heard in Okay, yeah, so it was something like that. And um, it was awesome. I thought it was a super cool idea. It's just another tour for these guys to get out, you know, make some money, mm-hmm. get some more titles under their belt, and, you know, pursue disc golf at kind of that next level. And obviously the national tour being, 
you know, a tour that's been around for years, the majors and everything like that. I just wish that they would work together. If they're not going to work together, you're killing the sport. You're killing people's opportunities to travel around. You're creating awful travel time. I mean, yeah, I haven't really looked at the schedule this year for pro tours and national tours, but for me as kind of the casual pro, <laughs> the big tournaments that I'm going to go to are mostly the ones that are sponsored by Discraft because I want to support Discraft and everything that I do. So probably be back at a memorial, um, back up to D-Glow, definitely GMC. And then I always play MVP every year and just like tournaments like that. And You go to Ledge then? 50-50. That's my birthday week, so it all depends. You should go. Yeah. We'll be there. We're going to exactly. be there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of... You can help us vend. Yeah, 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 that's what I want to do on my birthday is, you know, vend discs. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. It's 50-50. Okay. I, honestly, I, I loved going to Ledgestone years ago. Yeah. Nate Heinold's a super cool guy. Yep. Um, I've hung out with him a ton, and I really like going there. Just hopefully I can throw better than I did last time. That was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> so... Um, but no, and then just play as many local tournaments as I can. You know, like Paul said, when you're winning locally, you have an advantage when you get out onto the road because you know what it's like to have a lead. You know what it's like to come back from a lead, um, come from behind, I mean. And uh, so I just want to play a ton of local tournaments. There's a ton of really cool TDs in my area. They're really pushing for the sport to grow bigger in the New England scene. Mm-hmm. And that's it's awesome. There's nothing better than some good old New England disc golf in the summertime. It's really it's an incredible thing. Awesome. Yeah, he also brought up Steve Dodge. Did you guys talk about the game at all? We did. did. We did previously, but yeah. Go ahead. We haven't talked about it since you've made your announcement. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we did, but you were peppered up last week, so yeah. Who was peppered up? He had a habanero. Oh, that's right. That was last week. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk about the game. Well, I don't have a whole lot to say about the game right now, but (laughs) we're (laughs) we're playing it. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna be playing it next Tuesday. I think Tuesday. On the tenth. Tenth. Yeah, on the 10th. I think so. Well, Simon's coming to know. town. Yeah, Simon's coming to town. We're not playing, Hunter. We're, we're invited. You guys were invited. <sighs> you guys didn't get the did you guys get the invitation invited. on your calendar? No, yeah. we nope. didn't. Well, Dodge did not send it to me. And by the <laughs> I way, did. I'm uh, featured on the campaign page, on the Kickstarter. That's what it is. They were scared I of you winning. Because I kicked his butt. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> Apparently, we're starting at 9 a.m., which is a little, little early. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. I'll be there. So, but yeah, <laughs> I was saying, we're just going to show up. You're, you're not invited. You can, you can watch. You can cheer. You can no, put, I'm not cheering. You can put bets I'm the on champion. The what are you talking about? You, you, could be like the, you could be like the eight holes where you could just kind of bet on each hole. And you're not going to go yeah, in the water. The eight kind of holes. The Shout eight, out to them because they were holes. awesome. Yeah. But no, yeah, the Kickstarter's out right now. Did, mm-hmm. you, did you get a game? Yep. Yep. Sweet. I haven't yet. I'm going to, though. <laughs> Soon enough. I haven't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to. Um, yeah, so. You know, we're trying to reach that eighty thousand mark. I think mm-hmm. if we hit the eighty thousand mark, that's when my card gets featured in the game. Mm-hmm. So I hope Sweet. that happens because that'd be really cool. And then like the Paul McBest series, but you know, the first goal is forty thousand, and then we'll go from there. But I think we're halfway to forty. So about, we're 20, about twenty right, right now. now. Okay, yeah. Cool. So it's I mean, it's super cool. It's a lot of fun. I think it's very competitive because you can feel like you're playing. It actually feels like you know a disc golf round you know you're kind of actually nervous when you're rolling the dice yeah you know the yeah, dice yeah. And, and like that's that's like legit like it, it you're was. just that's like it, really yeah. like i hope this i get this I when, I got the, super cool. when i got yeah. that eagle to what i thought at the moment to win yeah, yeah. i like lost my mind no you yeah. did like yeah. i felt like i won a tournament yeah so, <laughs> yeah then i lost so you know that's that that's on kickstarter right Typical now it's got all the different levels i think it might oh it's not on my instagram anymore but i shared it on my facebook multiple times um so hopefully that is successful and everyone gets the chance mm-hmm. to play that next year. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm super hand. excited on Tuesday to... Yeah, so we're going to play it with Simon. It'll be yeah. Nick, Simon. Uh, I think Hannah's going to play. I don't know. 
I don't know yet. It might be Steve doing it again. Yeah. Or, or Steve might play this time instead of just being, you know. Instead of just moderator. Yeah, yeah. The moderator for it. So no, hopefully he plays. We'll be playing on Tuesday. I think he might live stream it or something. He might, oh, he might be awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, know, so you can kind of see the excitement. But, yeah, it's coming together. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so if you go to Kickstarter... If you go to kickstarter.com and search Birdie Disc Golf, it should come up. Birdie yeah. Disc Golf. Um, Boda. Boda Brothers. Boda. Yeah. Boda. Yeah, uh, I think it was Boda. B-O-D-A. So you should be able to Brothers. find it through that yeah. um, if you're interested. Uh, Zach, do you have any other questions? If not, we'll jump into... I think we just jump into the rankings. Explain yeah. to people... Now, first off, before we do this, are y'all cool with it since there's some non-Discraft discs on the board? Wait, uh, y'all, are, y'all are both Discraft-sponsored players, and we're picking the... We'll proceed to pick the best disc of all time from different categories. We'll do this next round. Uh-huh. But I just want to make sure I, that it's I think I'm allowed to say what I like. I was going to say, I think that they're allowed I, to be like, I think, I think so. I like oh, it. yeah, I know. I'm just saying. If Bob we, doesn't call me tonight, before I'm Before we do. I'm kind of sad this one, but. <laughs> I know. All right. So, <laughs> for you guys that haven't seen uh, this on our Instagram of uh, two weeks ago or the podcast the last couple weeks, the discs were first voted on by the podcast listeners. And then those were put into a list on Instagram where then people picked their top oh, um, the top discs that they thought was the best disc of all time uh, to with flight and feel. Yeah. Nothing about story of the disc or anything like that. Now, then we had people fill them out, and if they got perfect bracket, whatever, you win 50 bucks. I'm pretty sure out of like... We have like two or three left. Two or could. three per- could be perfect brackets. But now the four of us uh, will continue to go on right now and so, debate if we need to or agree. So yeah, in order for a disc to advance, uh, typically me and Zach have to agree. Today it'll be three out of the four. Have to agree that one disc advances over the other. Um, if you are a regular podcast listener, we put the Heart versus the Rock 3 up to a vote on our social media and the Rock 3 won by a landslide. So oh, the Rock guys, 3 has advanced. So you guys weren't. We, we disagree. Split. Yeah. I said uh, Rock 3. I said Heart. So and we put it to Instagram and Rock three, Rock destroyed. Three it. So. Yeah, come on. Okay. All right, so let's start uh, top left of the board. We have the Buzz versus the FD. Okay, my side, personally, I don't think there's a contest here. Um, I started throwing the Buzz like a year and a half ago, and I think that flight and feel is just golden. Mm-hmm. Paul? This side, I already, my vote's already made up, but... Because <laughs> I think this disc and this disc are almost the same. The FD okay, and the They're very, very, very similar. That is so, I mean, yeah. it's harder to vote for one where there's almost the same disc. Yeah. That's valid. You know, so that's cool that they're there, but I'm going to have to give it to the Buzz on that one. Yep, I'm, I'm a Buzz guy, so yeah, 100% I mean, the Buzz. I'm going to have to Your vote doesn't matter. Yeah, I know my vote doesn't matter. <laughs> we I could start this time. Yeah. I love the FD, but, I yeah. mean, when you, when you put a, a straight fairway against the disc that... I think it's the greatest mid-range of all time. It's, it's hard for it to stand up. Greatest mm-hmm. mid-range or greatest disc? Yeah, well, that will we'll find, out. <laughs> find out soon. All right, so zone versus leopard. Uh, again, I mean, do you want me to start? I guess no, you can start because you didn't get to talk start. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I think it's a very similar thing. Like, the zone, to me, there is no disc in that market of, like, an overstable putter that feels as good and flies as consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I throw probably more than any other disc on the planet. So. Same. It's hard for me to pick the Leopard. The Leopard's a great disc, especially for beginners. Um, I love the Leopard, but when it's face up against the zone, it's kind of unfair. So to me, it's the zone. Uh, what about you, Nick? Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think the zone only because you can get a zone in any plastic. And to start out, it's going to be stable, even in the Pro-D and the Jawbreaker plastic. But as you beat them up, they still kind of have a good slight stability to it. They don't really get too flippy. Mm-hmm. If you buy a, D, um, yeah, a DX. DX Leopard, 
you throw it into one tree and then all of a sudden you have a roller. Yeah. So it's like, I just think the consistency of the zone and if you want that overstability with a disc, the zone trumps it every time. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the zone too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, good call. My reasoning for the zone is I think this disc has tried to be mimicked by so many companies and nobody's really found something that's, you know, at all too similar. similar. Yeah, people can know, either like, match the flight or they can match the feel, but I feel both. like no one's done both. No one's done yeah, both you know, like people all. have talked about the heart being, you know, the the answer to the zone, but but that's also what I hear yeah. is that it doesn't have the finish that people want like a zone does. It also feels a lot deeper. It yeah. is definitely oh, 100%. deeper. Um, so I think this is a disc that a lot of people have tried to mimic and just haven't. So yeah, it it, it is so different. Than that. Yeah, there you go. It, it is very. We, we Often, found the A3 to be very, very similar flight-wise, but it has a bead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the yeah. uh, big thing. I'm not an A3. So. And, and it's hard for people with, you know, when the disc has a bead to, to be a forehand. Right. You know, yeah. A dominant disc. So, yep. um, yeah, definitely zone there. And I think zone also is, is any skill level. People can throw it. Mm-hmm. No matter what skill level, it is oh. a very useful disc. Often imitated, never duplicated. Yep. Valid point. Wise words. Okay, now this is the one... That I'm gonna have a tough time here. I don't know if y'all are gonna have a tough time, but I definitely will. Destroyer versus Thunderbird. Um, but I know my answer. Do so. you want to start off, Zach? Destroyer. Um, I've always liked the Destroyer. Uh, you know, 95% of my bags switched to Discraft when Paul switched, except my Destroyers. I still have three Destroyers in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, Thunderbirds, you know, I used to throw them. Don't throw them anymore, because whatever. They were just, you know, they, they could. Other discs flew like that. I have forces. Um, I don't think that they fly like my destroyers. I like the destroyer flight and feel. Um, so my boat's going to be the destroyer. Yeah, between those two, I think it's the destroyer. I think destroyer is probably their most popular disc ever. Distance driver for sure ever. Um, you know, the only one I think can compare is the rock because the longevity, but then the AVR as well. So yeah. um, AVR, I think definitely. destroyer is up there um, over the Thunderbird. I think, you know, the Thunderbird is a great disc, but... Destroyer definitely, um, you know, takes the cake on that mm-hmm. one. Now, before Nick Carl votes... Yeah, because you want your Thunderbird vote. destroys it. Okay. I need to make a case for the Thunderbird. Go for it. Because I want to at least try to change his mind so we can split this. Okay? Because to me, a Destroyer... What if I was already voting for the Thunderbird? Oh, you might have been. I just assumed you weren't because so far it's been agree, agree, agree. <laughs> and it's to be like, yeah. oh. Is that Jeff Corns? Yeah, this was... I bought this literally to give to Jeff Corns and he disappeared. I bought it at UTGC. <laughs> it was Oregon State stamp. But, um... To me, the reason the the Thunderbird over Destroyer is for one thing, and that's any player can throw the Thunderbird, and it worked for them. Uh, Destroyer, if you give it to a slower speed arm, they're going to have a hard time controlling it, and it's not a great decision. Whereas a Thunderbird, I could go give this to my dad, and he's going to find it to be a consistent overstable disc, and then I could throw it as hard as I possibly can, and it's going to go straight and have a good finish. Whereas if I give my dad a Destroyer, he's going to be able to get it 20 feet, and it's not going to do nothing. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think that's something that has to come in a little bit because I can throw a destroyer and I love it. But once I once I throw like a Thunderbird, I can give it to a lot of people and a lot of people can throw it. Whereas a lot of people throw a destroyer that probably shouldn't be thrown a destroyer. Okay. Now before Nick talks, going back to what we had. <laughs> you can't talk. Hold on. I'm sorry. Before going back to one of the matchups we had last week, the Firebird versus the Wizard. So then by your logic. Not everyone can throw a Firebird, but everyone can throw a putter. So why didn't the Wizard beat the Firebird then? Because well, I, the think, Firebird, I think the Firebird's more of a utility disc. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard when it's two completely different discs. But a Firebird has a very, very special use in the bag. Not everyone likes the feel of a Wizard. 
it's easier to like the feel of a firebird knowing what the flight path is going to do because you do need that shot every you know on a good majority of holes but not everyone is going to like the feeling of a wizard if you don't like beaded putter putters then you're going to hate the wizard no matter what mm -hmm. even if you don't like really overstable discs like you're just going to hate the wizard yeah. so well i don't make the same argument when the firebird as i make for the zone i do not believe that firebird has been duplicated Right. I've never found a disc that flies like a Firebird and feels like a Firebird. So I know we disagree. No, FD3 is so much less stable. That's what I said. Glow FD3 and FD3 the Raptor, and I just think it's very Raptor. Similar. I feel a little different. Raptor's way no, flipped. Crystal, crystal Raptors. But, okay, but that was right, yeah. I know, we, we had to create it to make a disc. Yeah. The FD3 is very similar, but it's kind of just like, you know, I think with uh, Innovan Discraft, or not Innovan Disc, Innovan Discmania, they, they share mold, so yeah. I, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure they share molds. Just like the FD and Leopard are almost the same disc, just one's a little bit more overstable. I've heard and the they, Firebird and FD3, very similar feel, yeah. one's just a little bit more overstable. I've always heard they combine, like, tops and bottoms of end of a mold to create new discs. Okay. Like oh, yeah, a Leopard think, bottom and a something top to create the FD type I think a Thunderbird yeah. and PD are very similar, too. They are. Because I think they come out around the same time. Yeah. Or came out around the same time. Um, but yeah, that's my argument for the Thunderbird over Destroyer. So, uh, I'm not upset at the Destroyer advances because it's one of my all-time favorite distance drivers, but before Nick Carl voted and moved one on, I wanted Nick? to at least put in a say. We are going to move on the Destroyer. Yeah, yes! I assume. <laughs> and so my reasoning for that is just uh, before I switched to an all-discraft bag, uh, Destroyers were pretty much the distance driver because we didn't have Zeus's out yet with Discraft. Right. And forces fly really nice. Old ESP forces were... They're bomber discs. They feel really good in the hand. They're not like too wide rimmed or anything like that. But before we only had nukes, and in the winter time in Massachusetts, you can't really throw a nuke because it's hard to fit your fingers yeah. around it. So my argument with the Destroyer is I never really cared for Thunderbirds. I don't know if it's the way I throw a disc or anything like that, but they felt. Oh, heart he's got a bad card. Yeah, <laughs> You're they, dealt a bad hand. I know they they just. <laughs> Don't fly well for me. I just never like like if I wanted that speed ten disc. It's I hard would when throw... you're throwing three hundred feet to like a Thunderbird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you guys voted a Leopard over an Avia. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But I liked yeah, I liked orcs. Speed tens. Speed tens. I really liked orcs. Those were I could find overstable orcs that oh, right. eventually I would beat up. Good, and yeah. then um, if I wanted to go a little bit faster, I, I mean I threw rates. It was like. That good in between her, but destroyers were just that money, money distance driver discs. Yeah. I got some supporters in the comments. Well, so. to be honest, too, here, well, that's good. it should have been T Bird versus Destroyer, not Thunderbird versus. Ooh, really? Yeah, because then it would have been T Bird over Destroyer. N no you way. You think T Bird's better than Destroyer? I think it, I, I mean, if this was the greatest disc and that was, those were the two, I would have picked T Bird over Destroyer. Wow. wow. Did you even throw a T, you threw a T Bird 3, which would have been T Bird slash T Bird. I mean, 3. I threw a T Bird until the T Bird 3 came out. Yeah. But I just think. Interesting. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, that's the, dis I think it has number seven, too. That's the speed, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, so. But I was the T-Bird oh, wow. one of your segment? Oh, yeah, T-Bird three. T-Bird three. three. Yeah. But, I mean, back when I threw T-Birds, they were all flat top. There right. wasn't a need to make a flat top T-Bird, yeah. you know, or a T-Bird three, because they all were all flat. Dummy. So, basically, what the yeah. T-Bird three is, is what the T-Bird used to be. Yeah. Right. So, I would have said T-Bird over Destroyer, but that was an option. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, last matchup for the night. Um, it's a big one. The yeah. Rock three the Rock the Three Firebird. versus the Firebird. So do you want you two want to start off this time? Yeah. Why don't you all start? Go ahead. Go ahead. Rock and Rock Three. Yeah. Because... So we're talking the Rock in general. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, saying that, that was that's, that's my choice. Oh. That's my choice. <laughs> I thought he was like confused. No, by I know. Both being the Rock. There. So. Wow. Okay. I didn't Let's really throw because I always threw buzzes, but. 
when I hung out with Paul more and more, I just, you know, I started throwing rock threes to feel like, you know, what's all this hype about with them? And like he said earlier in the podcast, you kind of have to throw them on that kind of like flip up to hyzer or a hyzer to flip up to flat. And that was good for a beginner because it's a very forgiving disc and you were able to get good shots with it, get good distance with it and everything like that. Firebirds, I I honestly just feel like I threw a rock three more than I would ever need to throw a firebird. And well, the it's sense, a utility disc. Exactly. I know. But that's I'm just saying I I never bagged a firebird. Like, yeah. So, at all in disc golf. I threw Predators. That to, was my overstable. To, this is going to be split, I feel like. No, to continue on what Nick said, with the Rock and the Firebird, if you find anyone that throws Innova, like an Innova-sponsored player or someone that just throws all Innova, you will find a Rock in their bag. You won't always find a Firebird. So... I mean, it's probably valid. So, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, you know, and it's not just going to be one. Like, you yeah. might find one Firebird in someone's bag, but you're going to find multiple yeah. Rock or Rock 3. So, for all those old school Casey Pro Rock throwers, the yeah, Ontario and, Rocks, and you, you know, know yeah, there's, Champ Rocks. There, yeah, there's different blends, but the, or there's different molds, but then you yeah. go with, there's a collector value on Rocks. Yeah. There's no collector value really on Firebird. We're not bringing unless, in collector and unless stuff. It's, right. Unless flight it's field. like CE, but yeah, I, I mean, the flight and feel, the plastic, the yeah. flight. So, you know, everyone's going to have a Rock, okay. you know, that, that throws Innova of some sort. But you, you won't get the same with Firebirds. Okay, so I'm so fortunate because I know we're both about to vote yeah, Firebird. Well, okay, let me... So the reason I'm voting Firebird, first and foremost, is I think the greatest disc of all time should be easy to throw forehand and backhand. And the Rock 3, with a bead on it, it is not... Like, I have not met someone who consistently throws <laughs> a good Rock 3 forehand. Mm-hmm. So I've met a lot of people that throw Buzz consistently forehand because you take that bead off. Sure. But... Uh, Firebird, I think forehand, backhand, overhand, all around, it can be used. Whereas a Rock Three, if you're not a backhand player, it might not be in your bag. But my my counter argument to that would be, everyone can throw a Rock. Not everyone can throw a Firebird. So what's the point of throwing it backhand or forehand if not everyone can throw it? Ooh, what's up? Well, oh god. <laughs> switch switch your answer now. You know what you want to say a Rock. I mean, I mean. My argument for the Firebird is invalid. Like a zone is still sticking in my head, um, but I know like y'all three probably disagree with me. But I just I've never felt a disc that felt good and flew like a Firebird for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. My Predator beat up to be a flip up disc. I've never ever seen a Champ Firebird flip up. Uh, my Felon same thing. Felon hit like four trees and it was a flip up disc. The Tour Series Raptors started off like a Thunderbird or PD. But I don't think it was ever meant to be a, a Firebird. But we're going stability. feel and flight, I thought. We are. Not but durability? No. That's true. We're not going durability. But I just think... Uh, <laughs> I told you it was a All right, so... Dang it! <laughs> Don't <laughs> argue with Paul. <laughs> to cut you off, um, based on what Hunter was saying, I'm going to switch my answer. Because I think that there is plenty of discs that feel like Firebird and Flag Firebird. So I'm just going to go with the rocket. Just to screw me. So you're going to, in your bag, you would pick a rock three over a Firebird? Well, I don't throw Innova anymore. Okay, so you can throw only Innova. I you can only throw pick both. But, okay, with how much you throw forehand, you can have a Rock 3 in your bag? But I can throw something that flies more like a Firebird than I can find something that flies like a Rock Dude, 3. you had four Firebirds in your bag. Mm, no. Yeah. You four had your straight Firebirds. one, your flippy one, your overstable one, and your whatever. This is Zach preference. Well, it is right <laughs> now, because yeah, if, yeah. Zach, yeah. if Zach goes for, Rock 3, then I lose. Which I, <laughs> then you Dude, lose. Wait, so this is all, all about you. So, yeah. No, I'm just saying I'm yeah. the only one that's voted for Firebird so far. Yeah. No, your bracket's getting screwed over tonight, isn't it? Uh, well, no. no. Well, <laughs> we my bracket, bracket. My bracket oh, okay. already was. Gotcha. Over. 
Gotcha. No, I think like Zach was saying, um, you can go to multiple different companies and find something that's kind of similar. You know, felons. You got. I think it's the Ati from uh, West Side. I've never heard okay. of that. <laughs> that's, that's, the Ati from West Side is really overstable. I think that's one Nico was really talking about mm-hmm. since he made the switch over to West Side. Uh, Predators and Raptors now, especially the Crystal Raptors. Yep. You got the FD3. FD3s. I'm trying to think of more. I don't know anymore. I don't really know no, no, off the anymore. Off the top of my head. Prodigy has some, right? They're H1. They're, they're H1's like a yeah. Justice. Yeah. It's a little bit faster. And their H1V2's like a what is it, F1? Flippy Thunderbird. Is it F1 or F2? F1, no, I think maybe. He, yeah. like that. Firebird, I mean, Prodigy just struggles with overstable plastic. Yeah. The X1 was the only one that ever was consistently overstable. I gotcha. think because we just, how Nick just named so many discs that could, you know, very closely resemble the Firebird. Oh, well, let's do it with the Rock. Yeah, so a, a lot of people, ghost, there, there are two, wasp, but Buzz, saying, for the majority uh, of people. Like yeah, but the Ghost doesn't really fly like a rock. And neither does the no, Malta. The, the Malta, the Ma- not Malta even close. doesn't fly like a rock. The Wasp is the closest thing, but I wouldn't even say it, it flies. It may be like a Rock 3, but not like I don't a think rock. they really fly similar, because like the uh, McPro oh, Rock okay. 3s, they definitely, I know we're talking about plastics now, yeah. but a majority of disc golfers in the world are either bagging a Buzz or a Rock 3 or some sort of rock. Yeah. Like, for the most part, you're not switching to all these different companies. You know, I know a ton of people who throw felons who are unsponsored by any company. They just really, really like the feel and the flight of a felon because their arm speed isn't up to snuff with what a Firebird is requiring you to handle. And people who are throwing Firebirds forehands are usually throwing them on almost a roller angle, hoping that it flexes out. When felons, predators... Like I didn't have to. I've never stuff like that. Just, like, a lot of, I'd say, newcomers yeah. into the sport. But yeah. you give them a Rock 3, I think... A newcomer is going to have a much better time throwing that than they are going to feel like they need a Firebird. So, Zach, what is your answer? <laughs> Ayo! That really sucks. I mean, I think... My bracket had the Firebird. It's tough. Right? I oh, think... It was Firebird versus... No way. Yeah. That's, that's got to be the toughest one, right? But what Out of I this whole thing is surprising to me is it's only oh, that. Well, that would have switched up for me. I would have went T-Bird. That's shocking to me. What? The, the T-Bird? T-Bird I know. I didn't think that the T-Bird I think would the Thunderbird, go. I, think I think the Thunderbird's too new still and, and to, to beat out the T-Bird. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's too well, new to beat out the T-Bird. I just think you should say before that this would have won for you? No, I didn't say it would have won. Oh, I thought that's what you said. I'm no. sorry. The ABR, the ABR that, would have beat the Leopard. Okay, so the ABR versus the Leopard, our reasoning for that was... With a putter, it's so hard for a putter to be the greatest disc because yes. of how the feel in your hand. Because, like, it's the same thing for the wizard. The wizard's an amazing putter, but it's so hard for it to beat something where the leopard, like, the majority of players will like the feel and flight of a leopard, whereas mm-hmm. someone might hate the feel of an AVR. And Agreed. you can't really control that because putting's so finicky. Agreed. One person said... Uh, the most popular Firebird is the most understable version of the Firebird. The Sexton's. So, I mean, if you're going Currently, by popularity, aren't, yeah. the FD3, you know, to your standard, would fly like a Sexton. It does. That's why I had an FD3 and a Firebird yes. in my bag for a long time. Yeah. Gotcha. There's a little sneak bar pro no, tip, whatever you want to call them. No, I, know, I don't carry it anymore, but if I'm you're if you're sick of trying to buy Sextons for 40 bucks, just buy FD3. They're below FD3. Well, no, that makes it more stable. I've never thrown a regular FD3. Yeah. I just I, I, never, I never threw the Sexton Firebird. Like I thought it was too understable mm-hmm. for a Firebird. Uh, you know, I threw the If you get a Firebird, you really really was. want it for one thing. You want that oh. super overstable disc. Yeah. But it's yeah. nice to have those straighter Sexton Firebirds to be able to Would you you never really liked the Firebird cuz you had the monster in your bag and you always toyed FD3, with Maxes, yeah. F- yeah. those uh, metal never, flake FD3s. I never, yeah. I never really clicked with it. 
I should have thought of that before we played this. I was game. gonna say because easily he was gonna pick the rock because <laughs> yeah. that's all. He, I mean, he threw the. Whole it's time. not. Like, he threw the rock okay. I, I mean, threw the fire. Yeah, just okay. <laughs> yeah. I threw. I threw the fire when I was younger. I think back when they were eleven times though. They were. Oh, okay. They were okay. different. Yeah. So that's the only firebirds you see besides I guess nowadays sexes, yeah. going online or the eleven times. Yeah, yeah. people love eleven time firebirds. Yeah. So those are, those are what like almost fifteen years old now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like More that. beats me. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Ago, All right. Zero idea. Well, or ten years old. Sorry, almost ten years old. Um, do we have anything else that people are asking? People, let's keep going. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can keep going. Yeah, How many people are watching? If we three hundred thirty right now. Three thirty. Let's keep going. going. You guys want to keep going? We can finish this bracket out tonight. We could finish it if we want. Uh, we we broke Sam's bracket. Uh, he was one of the last perfect. Okay, so then that means that there's one left. He had the Firebird advancing there. So that so means that there's are there any potential? I think, perfect I think there might be one left. Um, I don't know if he's watching or not. I would have to go check. While but, you start talking, let me check these ones. Cool. Yeah, so um, we might not need. We to are about to. Support. I mean, th- this next round is going to take a lot longer. A lot longer. Yeah, I think this one's. Well, I, mean, I think this one's going to be more I don't debatable. Know, I don't know my decision like. on any of these okay. personally. Um, might, this might go to a fan vote then, or is that what was the fan vote? Is yeah, so if, yeah, if, what it, is this one? if it splits, uh, it goes to a fan vote on our Instagram, Facebook, all that, and we combine them all. Um, but yeah. So, oh yeah, uh, someone said it'd be more interesting with more people weighing in. Um, the fan choice. Oh, that's right. The fan yeah. choice best disc of all time was the Buzz, uh, because we I had it. it we got it from our podcast viewers to our the social part? media <laughs> audience, um, and then it was seeded based on those votes. So the number one disc of all time, yeah, according to fan votes, yeah. was the Buzz. Number two not. being She's the Destroyer, and yeah. so on. That wrong um, too. But now this is just. Uh, so a lot of people. A lot of people are saying to finish it. Let's so finish this. Let's so, finish it. Uh, let's just let's start back on the left side with the buzz versus the zone. Uh, I'm not ready to talk yet because nope. no. I don't know. What I, I, I'm, pretty, I like, I'm pretty split between this one too. Yeah. Um, to me, we're going but, with the greatest mid range of all time versus the greatest approach disc of all time, and yeah. we have to pick one. Yeah, I mean, if I had to just make a choice right now, I'd go buzz. I think of Buzz. Are we going Buzz, know, SS, OS, and regular? Nope. No, just okay. Buzz. Okay, right. like, Because if I was to, you know, because we were talking earlier, and I was like, oh, I think the zone's going to take it all, but I think the Buzz with just the, you know, with everything you're saying, feel and flight and all that stuff, I think the Buzz is, is hard to beat. You know, the zone isn't duplicated, but the Buzz isn't duplicated. I don't feel like either. You know, I, I don't feel like there's a mid-range out there that flies like it. Um, Popularity-wise, it's it's... Outweighs the and don't say troops because they beat in a lot quicker than buzzes. So the only disc <laughs> I've ever ability. found <laughs> yeah, close to a buzz is an MD3. I don't know if you've thrown it, but no. it's a beadless yeah. rock three, oh, okay. basically. Well, and when I was when I was with uh, Innova two people would or way back when Dismania like kind of first started, they said the MD was like a, they're like oh it's like the buzz and I'm like this feels no, it was way nothing. Yeah, MD is like a Mako. You know, and I I heard so many oh, things no. people were like this flies like a buzz like oh it's like it's like Innova's version of buzz oh it's this company's version of buzz and it's like. Not until I threw a buzz did I really understand. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's and not mimicked at all right no, now in the it, disc it, golf it, world. It, it's not. It's not. And I think just how long it's been around, and for a mid range to be you know that popular is a big deal. Um, as much as I I like the zone and and know that the zone's never been duplicated, I I I think you know I'd have to have to go with the buzz on this one. As hard as a decision as it is, but I'm curious what you yeah, guys will say. I'm just looking through these, so you can keep going. Okay. But my my answer is going to be the zone, but I'll tell you when. Okay. So, I think I'm going to lean towards the zone. Uh, 
Uh-oh. More because... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> more because back when I was say, talking about Firebird vs. Rock 3, I think the best disc of all time should be something that's easily thrown backhand and forehand in, like, a very versatile disc. And I feel like the buzz, although, like, I love forehanding the buzz, I feel like that's not a very common thing. It's a lot more common than it is with most other mid-ranges, but it's still a finicky thing to flick a mid, whereas a zone is almost thrown forehand more than it's thrown backhand. Um, and so... And plus, the zone is just, like, all conditions, you know, 350 feet and in almost. Not for me. Like, 300 feet <laughs> in for me. You. For what, uh, the zone? Yeah, the zone. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I can throw it on any shot, any line. I know it's going to get me where I want to go. Whereas the buzz, yeah, I throw it off the tee a lot. I, it's the only mid-range in my bag. I know it's the greatest mid of all time, but I just think the zone edges it out slightly because of the all-around backhand, forehand, and... The fact that you can just throw it on so many shots and shape it so many different ways. I was going to ask the shape it part because, like, the buzz, you can throw backhand on Annie and have it I was going to say, are we, can we throw it hyzer, talk about flight, really? I think flight's yeah, a big yeah, part. Okay, yeah, so that, this is, this is where my answer is really going to come into play here is that, like, the buzz, you can get to throw on any angle. And not everyone in the world throws forehands. And not a lot of people throw forehand mid-ranges really that much. Right. Like, no, yeah. you know, they throw a forehand zone, so don't get me wrong, a lot of people do. But when you get a zone, you got an overstable disc. That's what you got. It's not the furthest flying disc in the world. It's, you know, especially for the putting approaches. The buzz, you can get overstable buzzes. You can get straight buzzes. You can beat them into where they're understable buzzes. And, and so just, if yeah, I, and if I want that, that disc to, you know, end to the right as a righty forehand player, yeah. I can throw a buzz and get it to end to the right. I, it's hard if I have to backhand a zone it's going to go left that's what it's going to do unless I get something in the pro D plastic and it's beat in a little bit but with buzzes I can throw them further I can do those finesse 150 foot shots if I really want to but you know I, I just have a lot more room to play with when I have a buzz the zone I use for special occasions it's those approach shots forehand or backhand but they're not really like yeah. Where I could backhand a buzz and only strictly forehand a zone. I think I mean these so. are definitely two of the top. I would say these these are probably one two. So it's hard to pick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I just went through what I believe to be all of the brackets, and unless somebody, um, you know, is going to change their bracket, I don't. I think there is zero left. Ah. Oh, so Sam Sam might have been the last one. He might have been. All right. So now my answer. Um, the zone. I love the feel of a zone. I mean, I like the feel of both discs. Now, it's harder for me to answer, I guess, this question is because the whole backhand, forehand, if you're bringing it down to that, because, you know, I, I backhand less than I would throw a forehand. I'd say the buzz for my, um, sorry, the zone, 350 and in, like what you were saying, uh, I'm going to throw the zone. I can full power zone and get it to do whatever I need to do. If I need to flex something, you know, if I need to throw a huge hyzer shot, um, I could still throw the zone that way. Can I throw the buzz that way? No, because I don't throw the backhand, nor do I have the forehand, you know, finesse with the buzz itself. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess it's going to have to go to a, well, a fan boat, unless you're going to switch. I don't know if I'm switching. The one thing that the one thing that I agree with that Nick said is the shapeability. Because I can't, like, part of me feels like if I'm going to go out onto the course and pick one disc, I'm going to pick an overstable disc mm -hmm. just because I can, I can make it do everything I want to do. But at the same time, if I need to throw an Annie, the, I'm picking a different putter. Yeah. And whereas a buzz, I, I know because it's the only mid range in my bag, I go hyzer, 
like flat, Anheuser, forehand, backhand. I do everything with the buzz. But of course. Uh, the zone I can 16. see 16. I can see that being oh, the issue yeah, of yeah, it can't do there's certain shots a zone can't do. But I think that's also what makes it such a good disc is mm-hmm. I can throw it no matter what condition, no matter what, and it's going to come out. Yeah. So, so this is I'm not switching. I changed my mind back. This is, <laughs> this is just kind of like one specific <laughs> hole off the top of my head that I was thinking about. When we did the foundation face off at Paul's place, hole sixteen of what's gonna be the course, and it was hole eight of our round, okay. it was a par three with kind of like a long S-curve to it. Yep. We had, th- Zach hit the first tree. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, just, guys. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right, so if I was to pick for that hole, I know this is just one hole that I'm talking about, but if I flicked a zone, I would have gone probably about where my shot landed in the face-off. Not, not really that far. I got to the end of the first landing zone. If I had a buzz there, though, I can backhand a buzz on an Annie, get it to pan, and then slowly pan out, and I would have been potentially jump putting or have a much easier approach to the hole. So you're saying you're kind of limited with the zone. Yes, I think you're 100% because when I forehand a zone, it's not going to carry right as much as I want to. To a certain degree, you're limited with the buzz because if I throw the zone flat and hard, as hard as I want, it's going to come out. Whereas if I throw the buzz flat and hard forehand or backhand, it's not going to have that dump at the end. So if there's there, a shot there that, are a new buzz will have that good dump at the end though. Sorry. When a zone, when a zone, all you're gonna get is. But don't you like that? Dump. Like yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be beat know. up. I'm this is one of this is the up. hardest thing. You're, I mean, <laughs> I would I would never pick one to not have in my bag. Believe me, like I have to have them both. But I just think the buzz is more of a versatile disc. I would use the buzz on a one disc round 100 percent of the time over a zone. Over a zone. Yeah. That's a thousand percent of the time. I would never go out with just a zone. I I get the idea of it because you can forehand and backhand it, but I'm not a super finesse forehand player. So 250 feet, I don't even know if I can break 300 with a zone unless I full S-curve it, but when when am I really doing that? Mm-hmm. So a one-disc round, though, I could play a ton of courses, especially almost anything in New England, with a buzz and a nice four-time ESP buzz. I feel like... Yeah. I mean, I, I'm concrete my way, but I feel like, if anything, it's going to be you, and I feel like you're almost there. I'm, I'm on the fence now. I know you are. One disc round, know. you're going out with a buzz. But I don't think it matters but one disc round, because yeah. one disc round, I mean... We're not... Then you're not... I'm probably going with a putter, to be honest. I'm just saying, but none of these other discs you no really had, you could choose is, between think, on the one disc round. I think round. the biggest thing is, yeah, you're saying the greatest disc of all time. Yeah. So, if you had one disc to play with... That's the greatest... You want to play with the greatest disc of all time? I mean, the one disc I would choose is it on the board. If I'm picking a one disc round. Out of the two that are on the board right now. <laughs> what is it, the HX2 or... <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, the only reason you want to face answer. off. <laughs> there we go. No, I mean, no, I get what you're saying. Like, if I'm picking one, but the whole reason would be, like, I'd want to be able to do everything with it. Whereas... Which you can't with the zone. Yeah, a zone would be too stable, but that's what makes it a zone. And that's, like, yeah. no one's come close to making another zone. I feel like people have come close to making another buzz. I agree with there. Uh, uh, MD3, to me... It's, I know, I don't know if y'all have all thrown it, but to me, the MD3 is basically a buzz. Like, I've well, cycled I MD3 just as much as I've cycled buzz. Oh, that's, that's what Eagle that's throws what Eagles. Time, right? yeah, that's, that's, that's why it's nothing like a buzz. Well, Eagle, throws, throw Eagle throws glow ones. I throw just, like, C-line. Like, I'm not talking about the, once they, like, make yeah, I think Simon and Eagle, Eagle both throw the glow MD3s. Yeah, because they have more Samurai, stable. maybe. But, yeah, the, I don't know, to me... How would we put this to a, a vote with the 300-something people here right now, though? Oh, gosh. Um, vote yeah. Buzz. Make can it I easy, guys. Can you put polls up there? I don't think you can. I think I know you can on uh, 
I know I can on... Go put a pull up on uh, your... Instagram, but then people are yeah. going to leave to go to the Instagram. Mm, yeah, can you, can you go on the computer right now over there to the main screen and put polls up, Hunter? I don't think you can on Inst on uh, YouTube. I'll look. But let's just start the debate on the other side. Okay. The left side split. If yeah. we can't do a poll here, we'll do a poll on Instagram. And by the time we decide that side, well, whoever Maybe. won the left side wins. Okay. That's what we'll do. All right. So, Destroy Rock 3. Nick Carl. Ooh. That's a tough one. Um, Paul's shaking his head too. He's yeah, like, that, I don't know. That's a that's a really hard one because yeah, I, I bagged I bagged destroyers, I bagged uh, destroyers a lot more than I did rock threes because even when I did throw a little bit of Innova, mm -hmm. I well, really never took out buzzes. What are you saying, Hunter? Like, oh my god, everyone's coming. Everyone's commenting. Yeah, I don't even think we need a poll. Everyone's saying buzz. Yeah, there's like, like, there's not, there there's hasn't, like, been, a, there hasn't yeah. been a zone comment yet. Seriously? Yeah, shout out four time yeah. buzzes, the buzz, buzz, buzz. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Well, there 14, you go. <laughs> Fifteen, <laughs> sixteen, seventeen. The zone's a great disc. I, I mean, I agree. 20, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, I would to never one. not. I, two, I, I would never buzz. not have the zone in my. Twenty-one bag. to one buzz versus zone right now. Yeah. Who voted so zone with us? Fred, Eric. T Vaughn. Right, we don't know. The three people. Alright, so is, is it <laughs> so buzz? We'll, we'll go We're buzz. Going buzz. Right. This is so, so sad to me because my the zone is my favorite. <laughs> my, my finale was zone versus Firebird when I filled out a bracket. Not gonna happen. No, they're both gone. Okay, so, so back so, well, to back. Zone, zone army's coming in. Wait, they, they, you guys already lost. You guys already army. lost. He threw okay. it. He threw We're, it. Okay, y'all keep commenting. We're gonna we'll kind of count it out. We're gonna yeah. discuss Destroyer vs. Rock Three, and then we'll be able to tell find what that. it finally. I gotta, is. I gotta go find it now. I don't know if it's, it's worth finding uh, oh, it because no, everyone's zone comment I see yeah. come in. There's five buzzes, but yeah. you, you can look for it. So back to Destroyer vs. Rock Three. Uh, I think that one's hard. I always had a buzz in my bag. I, I never this. really like. I had Rock Threes, but Buzz was always my go-to disc. Destroyers for a little while were my go-to distance driver because yeah. I did have destroyers that. Went to the right, went straight, went left. I could forehand. I could, I could do everything kind of uh, with a destroyer. It's to the point where you, it's hard to call them all the same disc. Like what you're saying. Like there was a comment. Down. Okay, so earlier we were talking destroyer versus Thunderbird. Someone made an argument for the Thunderbird, um, because of the fact that the Thunderbird is always a Thunderbird. It's always consistent. Whereas yeah. a destroyer, I mean, you can't I can find up, inconsistent runs of destroyers. Yeah, I can pick up sure. five. Of the four time, I haven't thrown a Ricky Destroyer, but five of the four time destroyers, and most likely four of the five are gonna fly different. Yeah, and, and my my argument to that would be that because of how many destroyers they've sold compared to Thunderbirds, mm -hmm. that the inconsistency is there just because of the sheer numbers. Because of the numbers of them. Yeah, That's the fair. number of runs, the number yeah. of, mm -hmm. you know, because now you got so many different destroyers. You got, you know, Anton Destroyers back in the day, but then you got Heimberg Destroyers for winning um, Hall of Fame Classic and stuff yeah. like that. So there's so many different runs of Destroyers where people can do any one, but most of the time people were throwing either Champ Rock 3s or McPro Rock 3s. So when it came to consistency, I feel like Rock 3s maybe would have been a little bit more there. You would know more about the consistency of the Rock 3s. Uh, how, how did Champ Rock 3s consistently fly compared to, I know McPros, the different runs of them were either flippier or more stable. Well, I think if I was to have to vote on these two i would go with destroyer as much as i want to see the rock versus buzz you know the the it's that's it's like the heated that's, yeah. that's honestly that's the heated huge. debate of all time and i think is the rock buzz. i think i would say destroyer 
Um, mainly because that's, I think, that's like the last great disc that Innova's like made. You know, they've come out with the Thunderbird, but yeah. it's like that was like kind of, that's kind of been their pinnacle of distance drivers. You know, they haven't found anything that's matched that. As far as mid range, the Rock and Rock Three. I don't know if there's another mid range. Like, what's the latest mid range that they've come out with? I the Lion. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's almost the same argument there too. Yeah. You know? What did you really, go for, Nick? I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm really thinking. It's just it, it, I think the popularity of the destroyer nowadays with with everyone and, and I think it would fall yeah. under that you know they can throw it back and forth but you no. did say your dad can't throw the destroyer but they do have them in the 150s and stuff like that to where yeah. it's more throwable oh. and you know when Jimmy. For, for good old my, Jimmy my, my dad yeah. was a 150 D4 so right. you're not offended and, 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 you know, like, <laughs> he's probably watching because he, he always watches does he so, no. I'm Mr. Thomas so um, I don't know but I think the rock is the same thing. I mean, if it was just off a popularity vote, I think the Destroyer would win. Yes. That's um, kind of where my point was about to lead to. I'm going Destroyer, too. When you, when you go into an end of a player's, when you go into an end of a player's bag, you obviously you see Rocks and you see Destroyers. Those are the two main discs that you're really going to see because you got their best distance driver and you have their best midrange. Like, mm-hmm. But I think for the general public, and I say this mainly because up until probably last year, a majority of players in the world had Rock 3s in their bag. And then all of a sudden, you had one huge change in disc golf. Yeah. Buzzes became that That's that true. mid-range that really, really everyone loved. But we didn't have that distance driver. Right. Innova always had the destroyer. So I think popularity-wise, nowadays, I want to say the destroyer is my answer. And if we're going off field, too, I think... Oh man, it's hard. It's, I think it's very similar. I think that, you know, they're two completely different discs. Yeah. And in Hunter's argument, you know, I can backhand and forehand. You can't. I can backhand and forehand the Destroyer. I can't do that with the Rock 3. See, yeah. so what's tough for me, because I really want to see the Rock first buzz. Well, hold on. But first of all, first of all, first of all. Is it, you You guys are both Destroyer, and if I vote Destroyer, no, it doesn't matter what you say? No, I think I'm going with the Rock. rock, oh, rock oh, my I th- Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rock. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm still going to go Destroyer I'm going to go with personally. the Rock, because I think it's, I think the longevity of the Rock, Dang. people have wanted to copy the Rock. You know, for for years, it's always it's always come out. You know, since it's been around for so long, and I think just the how many people can throw the rock. So what I was about to say is that split was are people voting? They're kind of they're slowly filtering through. But we'll see. The buzz definitely. Oh, the buzz! The buzz killed it. The buzz won like ten to one. I'm just trying to see if anyone's going on this rock three. Send in some votes. What I was about to say is, up until the Zeus, honestly, the Destroyer was the disc that like. If I grabbed it, I felt good. Oh, yeah. Like, I was about to just rip is that the crap out of it. Is that you? It is me on it. <laughs> oh, God. It's me it's throwing actually, the ledge stone. I, lie, it's actually I wanted clean. to test the oh, die, and then... Yeah, it's pretty clean. It never went in my bag, because, I mean, Show I'm not going to be the... The, the guy who, the throws, guy himself. who throws himself. <laughs> so it never made it to my bag. The it used to be rated. It used to be a Clemson Destroyer. It's actually a great run. But yeah. anyways, the Destroyer is always the diss that, like... In my hand, I felt real good. Like, if I was on the tee and I had a destroyer, it was going to be a good shot. Mm-hmm. Didn't always work out that way, but in my mind it was. <laughs> but at the same time, I think the greatest disc of all time should be something that everyone can throw, that everyone can enjoy, and that is not the destroyer. That is the Rock 3 in this scenario versus those two. So I'm 100% on the fence, and I don't want my vote to be the deciding vote. Uh, well, it has to be. Well, I think, I mean, I think what you well, brought what, up to so you're was, Destroyer, right? 100%. Yeah. And I, you're Destroyer. I will never change my uh, answer. He, I don't think he's voted yet. I said Destroyer. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. I would never change my answer. For me personally, like someone someone in the comments wrote, you can forehand a Rock 3. 
I can't. Yeah. So I'm talking about this is for yeah, me is personally, for right? Yeah. This is this is for me personally yeah. to vote kind of like what I think should advance. Yeah. I can't. The way I flick, I just I don't flick mid ranges all that well unless it's like a Buzz OS or something like that. Right. Where they're kind of almost made to do that. I think that's a Rock only, Three, I can't really Yeah. I, I was never able to flick it. Destroyers, I could. I so for me to like better my game destroyers, so that's me. Yeah, I mean, I think the more, you know, the more we talk about it, you brought up the, the inconsistency of the Destroyers yes. as well. I think, you know, I think that's kind of makes me lean more towards the rock, too. Mm-hmm. This is so upsetting. Well, you're going to have another... Oh, this is hard, because we're kind of, we're two and two. You're Destroyer 100%. He's on the fence. I'm on the fence. But I feel like he's leaning more towards oh. Destroyer, to be honest. But so, what can we say to him, then? I mean, I don't know. Well, the hard thing for me, if I'm picking just for me... How long have you been playing the game? Four years. Uh, four years. I've been no. You've been playing more than four. Six, five years. Five six, years. Six or seven since 2012, 20, 2013. So I think you're I what? Think. You're just gonna add up your years and then I'm just, just say, like, well, I've come been, on now. No, no. I'm just, I'm just thinking as to like why you guys would be on the fence with the dis- like. I mean, I'm on the fence here, but I'm just curious, like, because I've been playing. What well, old am I? Twenty nine. I've been playing Two. fifteen years, so I've. I've played before the Destroyer was out. You know? Yeah. So I, I've seen the popularity of the Rock and stuff like that. So yeah, but I'm just curious. Okay. I just I was thinking. I mean, I think the the Destroyer's had its years that have outsold the Rock for sure. Yeah. But but like we said, we're kind of voting this for like what us, you prefer ourselves. What you like well, it's well, us. I don't know because it's the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking but just for me, me. This is the greatest. If I'm picking yeah. just for me, it's the Destroyer all the way. Yeah. Because a Rock three. I was never in love with. It was in my bag, but I hate beads well, so much. Yeah. If yeah. this, if the, if the vote was for everybody, the greatest disc of all time, we would have them vote again. But we're choosing now. Yeah. yeah. And then, I ne- so I, I never threw Casey Pro rocks like I've thrown them, but I never ever had one in my I bag. Mine till it broke. And I never threw just regular old rocks. When I got into disc golf, there was rock threes. Yeah. So well, the rock, if I yeah, threw the rock three, has only been out since 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So well, and that's that's when I got that's when I got into disc golf. No. It was 2012, 2013. But I don't have rock threes in my bag either. So okay. I'll say, yeah, the destroyer was the last disc out of my bag. Because I don't think that like nothing from I, the the Zeus or the Force both I feel like are on opposite sides of what the destroyer is for me. I feel like there's other things that can be the rock. Well, see, to me, the Zeus is what I always wanted the destroyer to be. Because a destroyer, I always wanted to be able to throw it flat and have it turn. Because if I want something stable, I threw a PD2, or now I throw a force. Mm-hmm. I never wanted a disc to just kind of go straight and dump. Because if I wanted a long distance, I didn't have the power to turn this over. The Zeus, I have the power to throw flat and have it turn a little bit and then come out. So Zeus beats the destroyer, in my mind. But then again, I mean, a buzz beats a rock three. So that's not really a valid argument. I'm just saying, yeah. to me, that's why I don't have a destroyer in my bag anymore. Is I have the force and I have the Zeus. But... Man alive. How am I supposed to decide this? What are people saying? I'm seeing mostly rocks. I don't know. Someone told me that sales don't... Uh, what do you say? Sales don't back my argument. I don't well, know what people, I haven't decided people, to... Uh, people, people buy distance drivers more than they buy rock. Or well, because you lose this a heck of a lot You more. lose it more. Yeah, you throw it more. But, you know, it's just... I don't like that. It, you know, dude, it's yeah. tough because... I feel like we can't go off sales. It's got to so be yeah. playing, well, playing, because, playing. All right, so, so take, take, take beginners in the sport. It's easier to give a beginner a Rock 3 than it is a Destroyer. A, be, a beginner well, people, who's getting a distance driver is going to want to throw Wraiths. You know, they're going to want to throw well, Leopards. Yeah, from their first day till their you know the, their highest rating yeah. day or whatever you want to call it, like they can throw a Rock. Yeah. 
not not a destroyer. You can't start out with a destroyer. I would say, you really can't. So to me, there's I'd say like less than ten percent of disc golf players should actually be throwing destroyer. Yeah, we, we yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Because power wise, like I can see it being in your bag as utility, like what the PD two is in my bag for me. I think the rick now. But. I think the Ricky destroyers have kind of changed that because from what I've heard, they're more of a straighter yeah. destroyer, which is more beginner friendly. So I guess what it comes down to to me, are we deciding this greatest disc of all time to me or the greatest disc of all time, period? Probably period because you have everyone else vote. If I go period, I'm going rock three. If Same. I go for me, rock, I'm going destroy. Yeah. yeah, if I'm going greatest of all time, I'm going to go rock, rock three because I just think that the majority of any anyone in the sport can throw a rock or a rock three. Okay, well, I, I thought the, the, the point of this was for ourselves, but then if we're going everyone, then it has to be the rock three. Yeah. But then all my answers changed, so... Well, why? Because I think a T-Bird is better to throw for everyone else than a, a Thunderbird is. No. Because the whole argument with T-Bird versus Thunderbird was, like, you you have a Rock 3 that flies here, and you have a T-Bird that flies here and a Thunderbird here. To me, I'd rather have a Thunderbird and a Rock 3, and the T-Bird because just you kind can of control, fell you can crack. control the Thunderbird to go here. Yeah, the, thun, the, the yeah. T-Bird just fell in a crack. That was our whole argument, was the yeah, T-Bird fell in a crack. but it's easier to, to throw a, a T-Bird than it is a Thunderbird. Agreed. But it's not, oh, it's not ease of throw. It's... Like, well, that's what you're saying about Thunderbird versus well, uh, ease, Rock th- versus Destroyer. I don't think the ease of throw decides the greatest disc of all time. But I think, like, who it encompasses. Because, like, everyone right. can throw a Thunderbird, and everyone can throw a T-Bird, and everyone can throw a Rock 3. You know what I mean? Like, if you can throw a T-Bird successfully, you can throw a Thunderbird successfully. Okay. Because there's a two-speed difference, and there's really not that much different in flight. Whereas... A destroyer versus a rock three. If you can throw a rock three successfully, you can throw it successfully when you're on day one and day you're Paul. Or you can throw a destroyer successfully, like I said, probably 10% of the field. Well, then, okay, now my, this is the same thing that I, I said before. If we're talking like day one people, what disc are we giving them? You're not giving them a firebird. Well, no, you're going to give him a putter. You're going to give him that wizard. Di- that's a whole different argument. Because well, that's the firebird is that, a utility. That's almost what we're kind of making that argument with. That's what I'm what's saying. That's not disc of all time. We've I thought this was. Over it, I know? thought this was us. But I think you guys you guys are getting to the point where you have to bring that into discussion now. About, is it because we're on, we're, we're on, we're on, we're on such a tight you battle. Know? Yeah. But if you were to pick a firebird over wizard, I mean, a firebird or a wizard, you're going to pick the firebird. Just off, you know. A lot of things. That's my first disc. At first but if disc you have point. to go through well, all the This isn't the first here. disc. This is the yeah. greatest disc. Right. Well, are you going to give... Okay. I think you just have If more I gave a Firebird to someone to who throws 200 feet, it's going to fly the exact same as it's going to fly for someone who threw 300 feet. It's like not until... Like, you know what I mean? Uh, like, if I throw 400 feet, the Firebird's going to fly probably 300 for me and be stable. If I throw 200 feet, it's going to fly 100 feet for me and be stable. Like, the Firebird's just a utility disc. It's mm-hmm. going to be overstable, period. Anyways, let's get to the greatest disc of all time. I mean, well, what's moved on? I don't, yeah, like, how do, if, how do, how do we decide this now? If we're changing the what I thought was the meaning behind this bracket, then you guys chose the rock, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's the whole question. Is it the greatest disc of all time, or is it your greatest disc of all time? I don't know. What was the point behind this whole thing? Well, it's titled Greatest Disc of All Time, so the rock three goes on. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm not choosing then, because I, I don't know. That was, that was silly. How all right, ladies silly? and gents, we got to the <laughs> final... We're gonna get away from that discussion now because we're yeah, kind of going, was, we're going way off topic and we want to talk about the rock versus the buzz, what the people want. We dug ourselves into a hole here. We dug ourselves into a huge hole. I think that's that's what's tough right now about us four being the only ones who are voting for this right now. I think my answer is easy here. By the way, I didn't know Smashbox was live right now. I don't know either. What's today? Tuesday. Right? Well, today's birthday. Oh, today's Wednesday. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, well, we filmed yesterday, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, well, my vote is the buzz. Um, well, should we let <laughs> us four decide this? Or you can leave it up. Should yeah. we give our should opinion give on it and then let the... No. I, I, I kind of want to let the people we, decide. Should we yeah. give our opinion and let the people decide the finale? Yeah. Because if we decide, let's be honest, we're all picking buzz. Well, yeah. I, I think that if we if this is the best disc of all time for everybody, everybody should have picked the whole bracket then. They did. The buzz was voted number one overall. Oh, so then... They picked it. There you go. Like, that's, what, that's what we said from the beginning was the fan... If you want a fan vote, it was the buzz. So are we uh, all picking the buzz though? I would. Like for us four well, people, we're that's picking what the I'm buzz. wondering is should we put it this no, specific to a fan vote because of the fact that we're all going to be discraft biased slightly? Like I, I would have said, so. said the buzz. I would have said the buzz. He's throwing. He's throwing both for 14, 15 both. years, yeah. and yeah. so it's well, like, I would. I would have said the buzz when I had a rock three in my bag. I had a rock three in my bag because I was friends with Paul and I wanted a disc with Paul's name on it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, you should definitely put a vote up and, and have it vote on next week. I think that's the biggest argument. As long as I've been in disc golf, it's rock versus buzz. Oh yeah, yeah agreed. You know, so and and that's just that's just rock versus buzz. You know, they kind of incorporated rock three. It's not buzz SS or buzz OS. Yeah, buzz mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. versus buzz. So, oh, yeah, I only included rock three because it's the same dish, just flat. So that's why Different I said plastic. rock versus rock yeah. three. Yeah, rock three was the first one in production that was championed. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, we're all. I think we're all saying buzz. I don't really know if we need to get into yeah. our argument for that because no, we're literally all saying it. I mean, to me, the argument is I hate beats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I've always thought that was literally one of the yeah. first discs I ever got was a nice pink ESP. I actually, I think it was an, an Eric McCabe buzz. It was weird. I've never seen Triple. one since, but... I'll What's tell up? you in a minute. Okay. Uh, no, it was... Um, so what else do you guys talk about on this podcast? Normally we have a topic. And also oh. normally we were over for like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Or normally really? normally uh, this we is still, where we're talking to our Patreons. We still got 300 people o'clock? watching. Yeah, we do still have 300 people watching. Do we have like, what are some big questions out there? Yeah, we did. Well, I don't know. Like better than Rock versus Buzz. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you had a bunch of Instagram questions. I feel like we didn't go through those questions. Those weren't great. Uh, I feel like if I anything, mean, I can find a few more front of that. If, if I can find a few more questions question. here. Well, one question that I remember off the top of my head is, "What does Discraft do best?" Let's cut. Let's cut at ten thirty. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. Treat, treat, treat their players and employees. Cool. And just again? amazing. What, what, is, what, what does Discraft do best? Wait. So did we vote? Well, yeah, we we said buzz. Buzz. Yeah. said buzz, but you well, we're going to put it to a fan vote. Yeah, yeah. We are right now. We picked sure. buzz, but we're not going to put that there yet. Because I mean, I think you the fans also. One. I mean, if we want, so buzz is winning four zero right now. Yes, okay. buzz won four zero. We'll, we'll go buzz us. to rock, but buzz I mean, if we already did a fan vote, and but the rock was number three, the buzz was number one. Oh, I guess it could be close. All right, I'll put it up now. We'll put it up. Yeah. Well, what you said with this, I think Nick nailed it there. You know, Discraft is literally like a family. Like when people say. You know, oh, it's like being in a family. Our company's like a family. Like, they literally have sisters, brothers, cousins. cousins brother-in-laws. Like, stepbrothers. Yeah. yeah. Like, they all work. It's very family, you know, oriented there. So, it's like, you, I, I've met Bob's sister. She works there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Bob, it's his birthday day. Happy birthday, Bob. Happy birthday, Bob. I that saw video the was hilarious. That, yeah, the, the, that video was awesome. the video was awesome. The video was awesome. Your, ca- your caption on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, players who um, but yeah, they, who they, they take do, care do. of yeah. people who can't, can't manage <laughs> So they, I, you Savage. know, getting back with the discraft thing, they, yeah. they take care of their players like their family. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, that's a real thing. They really treat you like family. They, I, I've, you know, that, that's really what it is. Yeah. You know? Shout out, shout out to uh, team stamp West, West Chenevar, because he's since joining the underground team, he's been nothing but 
super kind, always shooting me messages, making sure life's good. How's, yeah. how's disc golf going, you know, stuff like that. And so they really do. They, and same thing with Bob, Bob's messaged me multiple times, just asking how's life, how's the disc craft switch and everything like that. And then going to the factory and meeting everyone, they just, they welcome you with open arms, man. It's super, super cool. So yeah. My data kind of ended on my phone, so I don't have the questions pulled up right now. You don't now. have Wi-Fi you in your own house? I have Wi-Fi, but I stay off the Wi-Fi so that our stream doesn't get oh, it. Oh, that makes sense. Find it on this. All right. Well, I'm posting this thing. Do you remember any other questions? Um, That's all yeah, right. I mean, another one was, uh, do you have the name of the next disc? I don't know if you can reveal yeah. that. But. No, I'm not going to say it. Um, if it was PDJ <laughs> approved, I definitely would. But, yeah, we have the name, um, and it's, you know, fit in the theme, of course. Um, so... It's picked out, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm ready for this to come out. Hannah actually just got some sent to her. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see them? No, oh, no, you no. haven't seen them? Nick, yeah. Nick yeah. liked it. Oh, it feels amazing. Yeah, if you like, kind of how, how Paul described it earlier. If you really like the Zeus and the flight of it, but you're just begging for that little bit more distance, this thing's going to rock your yeah, world. It's got, I mean, it's got, you know, it's got more glide than the Zeus. It's more, I would say <laughs> it's, it's it's controllable for more people. I think a lot more people can uh, control it. And I think we're really going to hit lighter weights with this one. Okay. Okay. I think nice. was a big one. Yeah, because the, the ones that Hannah has right now are 160, 161. So we're going to continue to try to make them lighter. But, I mean, we got them down that light now. So, yeah, next year, early next year, hopefully, before the season starts so people can get them, you know, kind of around tournament time and uh, get them in their bags. I have one question. Um, so when Paige, you know, switched last week, she said on Smashbox, I believe, she does not see herself switching again. She sees this her last uh, sponsorship. Yeah. How do you feel about that for yourself? Do you feel, you know, is there a possibility, you know, Discraft isn't the end? Or do you think that this is where you finish? I mean, that's a big question. It you is. Know, I, I think know. It, it's loaded, but. It, it definitely is. I, I mean, I love being with Discraft. You know, I'm enjoying it. We've talked about, um, brought up towards the end of the year, but like, doing uh, an extension because mm -hmm. you know i do want to you know continue to play with this craft for a long time and 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 i'm like kind of be a little hesitant because you know you don't know what other sponsors right you have no not clue. just manufacturers but other things to where uh you know whether it's a nike or an Adidas right. or something if you know there, there's so, so much to that but yeah i, I mean i'm happy with this craft i'm i'm Aesthetic with you know one of our discs on there you yeah. know like one that we've made together so yeah, yeah. you know they, there's the partnerships great and and you know we're like I said we're talking an extension maybe next year and you know maybe it could be a lifetime extension you know so that's we'll, exactly we'll, we'll see how year two goes and and go mm -hmm. from there but yeah. year one has been you know it's I have like big dreams you know I have yeah, I have course. visions that are you guys would laugh at you know but. <laughs> the partnership that Discraft and I exceeded any of those. Right. So. I mean, I feel like this talks to how great Discraft is because... It might be too these, far from the mic. Sorry. Because these no, visions no, no, be good. that you're talking about is exactly what Paige is talking about, how yeah. they're... So, I mean, this really just speaks to how great Discraft really is, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, one question that I remember from earlier, I just remembered it, is you mentioned like you coming out with this and Paige coming out with this. Do you think that that is in any way going to hurt Discraft by them not being able to release their own molds? Or is that like stopping them or overshadowing any of their new molds coming out or anything? I don't think it should. I mean, there's 12 months in the year. They can come out with a new one every month. Yeah, you know? that's true. So it's, 
it's uh, I don't think it's going <laughs> to overshadow. But I, th- I think, you know, it, it, it definitely increases a lot of these. And people were talking about, oh, yeah, Paige is going to have her own line. But that was never stated. You know, I think yeah, people, people are assuming she came, out through, she came out with her own putter and stuff like that. So, you know, if the popularity of that disc is, is, is you know, demanding that, then, of course, that she's going to have that. So it's, it's up to... You know, if people continue to buy her disc, her putter, yeah. and whether that happens or not. So if that happens, that means because people are supporting her yeah. to that extent. So, you know, I encourage people to go out there and buy any disc with page name on it so she can can have her own line. Right. You I know? think so. I think that's something that they're, they're talking about. But hold on. Before, yeah. uh, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, uh, I don't think it'll hurt them at all. I think it, it, it might encourage them to make more. This mm-hmm. because they're being so successful with them. They want to continue to put out these, you know, not just because, you know, Discraft is hot right now, you know, because they're coming out with new molds, but I think it's going to push them to come out with new technology and want to push their own, you know, their own bar further. I think kind of what I was going to say is Discraft, when they came out with the Macbeth line and Paul came out and you created all these different discs, you didn't overshadow other discs that were there. You came out with discs that, um, trying to think of the word they filled the gap but they also you know they worked well with another one like forces and zeus's have two completely different uses 100 percent. you know maltas and buzzes vultures and onyxes lunas and roaches you have different he came out with discs that were missing in our lineup that incredible speed 10 disc that incredible distance driver you know that solid overstable beaded mid-range we i don't think we had that before the wasp was compl- the closest thing yeah, yeah. exactly but the, no drone no. the feel the drone feel of the malta and the wasp are i would say completely different and then you came out with this incredible putter that was not only great for throwing wasn't just great for putting yeah. someone so. commented and said four guys and five world championships between them not bad <laughs> dude i actually won when i was a seven no i'm just kidding yeah. no, I mean, there's uh, a lot of foundation face-off wins here that's so. true yeah, there, there is a lot of wins all of them are in this <laughs> yeah. yeah all are in this room i've only played one and i yeah, uh, picked but you, we didn't even know how to play rock paper scissors shoot that day. We like, did, you know, it was just a bad day. You brought up you know overshadowing discraft's release and stuff, but the Raptor was a discraft release, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's, that's extremely popular, and it was yeah. one of your guys' most popular discs this year. I'd say yeah. in so, 2019, you know, as well as Foundation comes to you know our first end, that's the biggest thing we've done this year. Yeah, was, the Raptors. Was yeah, the Raptors. So, so that's sure. just that's a discraft, that's a discraft mold. mold, right? Yeah. That's true. Yep. Um, so. For both of you being on Team Discraft, what do you think is the next hole in their lineup that needs to be filled? Well, honestly, with me being on Elite Team next year... (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to... Or do you want me to go first? Go ahead. I'll go first as a lower kind of arm speed player. um, I want a more overstable fairway driver. Like, I love the feeling... Raptor OS? (laughs) No, I I love the feeling of the uh, TI Undertakers. That's my favorite. Even the first runs, the Undertakers are my favorite. Did you mean to say understable? No, I want overstable. Overstable, So you want something like between... uh like Undertaker. I want yeah, Onyx. I want like an okay. Undertaker and a T Bird merged into one. And then so I can just trackers were really good back in the day. They're but they don't slower. make them. Yeah. yeah, they were slower and they don't make them anymore. Stalkers to me feel slow. I know a lot of people are gonna say, Oh, just throw a stalker. They feel slow to me. Like TI Undertakers, I know they're a speed nine, but they just fly fast. They, they get there quick. I just want something a little bit more overstable. So when I flip it up to flat, it's not gonna turn. Just kind of holds that and then fades out at the end. I should have some Crystal Undertaker showing up tomorrow. 
Or not Undertaker's, uh, Stalker's, Paige Pierce ones. Um, oh, okay, sweet. So, I'll be grabbing all those, and there we go. I'm, I'm totally set. We'll Thank we'll you, Discraft. I got my brace so I can throw now. Cool. There you go. Uh, what about you? What do you think is going to be simple? I think, I mean, I, I really want to see a Raptor OS. You know, I think the Crystal Raptors... OS. Yeah, I think the Rap, I think the Crystal Raptors are really good, but I think I think they just need to be a little bit Dude, taller just throw a no, that's <laughs> just, the opposite I'm way. Kidding. I think they need to be a, not the overstability. I think they just need to be a little bit taller. I think they're a little too shallow oh, for my okay, hand. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So, you know. I'll keep the shallowness. I got a child's hand. You do. Like that's my crystal raptor is my favorite disc. Like yeah, one of yeah. my favorite discs in my bag, especially for it, those well, even nice for forehand. Hands. It's a little too. It's a little yeah. too shallow. I remember you mentioning it. This is yeah, and I just always watch I got from Foundation. Um, so. That's like one of seven blues, just yeah. so you guys know. But you guys yeah. are getting a really nice present for this, so be on the lookout for that. It's well, it's already, already online. It's online. It oh, you, it's already online, so go check it out. So it has, I mean, it has nothing to really do with the flight. It's more so the feel. Oh, you Ooh. actually set an alarm for 10.30. No, no, that was... For something different. <laughs> we are an hour over how long we usually go. Wow. <laughs> but you're but, also 200 plus people <laughs> yeah. over what you normally have. But yeah, so <laughs> I, I mean, your name's I think... That I'm not going to say no. A little bit more depth on the Raptor. So I just said OS because I like the Raptor feel. I like the Raptor flight. I just need a little bit thicker. Of a okay, so we have hit 10.30. Yeah, cool. We are going to wrap this up. Um, any final remarks from either of you guys um, as a ghost just knocks the shelf behind us? Yeah. Um, Micah Lee, I do throw the Undertakers, and they're pretty similar. But unless it's a first-run one, it's not as overstable as I want it. He's very he's very picky, my yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Picky. Uh, For a 985 not, guy, I am really picky. I don't pizza only. <laughs> I'd be I'd be nothing on it. Yeah. Are we talking about me? I oh. love being down in the south because <laughs> I got Marco's pizza here. Uh, I don't think I need to ask Paul this, but for the people watching who might not follow you or anything, what's your social media handles, where, they, where can they find you? Cool. Nicholas Carl on Facebook. Also, check me out on Instagram. I'm going to do better about posting more and everything like that. I got a lot of cool things that are coming up in the disc golf world. So at disc golf, Nick Carl. And uh, how many Instagram followers do you have right now? 500. Eight to the, to the T. I want to know. Okay. Hold on. Because if we tell people, 590, 590, if, if 75 people from this, People from these viewers right now, go follow Nick. We'll do a giveaway on Nick's. We'll give him a. We'll give Nick a get. Well, whoa. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 after the podcast after ten thirty. Wait, we'll do a we'll do a Nick Carl signed grip bag. Oh, oh. he just threw a grip, just threw a grip bag, bag into up. this. So All seventy-five right. people is what we said, right? Seventy-five people signed by Nick Carl. Signed by Nick Carl. Nick Carl signed grip bag. Dude, this <laughs> if we is get him up, so that would be six sixty-five is the number we need to hit. Yeah. Uh, Nick Carl giveaway. Uh, One, two, oh, dude, man. you guys are the best. <laughs> Three, let's go. Get, Keep it, get seventy. Yeah. Hey, get seventy-five tonight, and I will throw in a limited edition Crystal Raptor with it. Oh, oh. seventy-five dude, before I leave huge. tonight. Oh my gosh, dude, we are blowing up right now. So my the Crystal Raptor wait, that wait. I have. Wait, where are you getting this wrap? That one? No, the Crystal Raptor that I have has a different stamp on it. And okay, so yeah, it's, it's more limited it's, than so, that one. It's literally it's there's. Stuff, I think yeah. there's probably only what six of them right now that are being thrown i don't even think you throw those anymore you're just saying yeah there's only 50 because i have yeah 50 but yeah exactly (laughs) he he has them all but i have two of them and i'm willing if we get that number what do we say it was 75 of them i said it'd be six six, uh 65 if i get to 665 we're gonna do a grip bag giveaway with my signature (laughs) on it and a crystal raptor 
You already hit six. <laughs> I might. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Almost I might have already hit seventy five. Where are we at? No, he's not loading. 614. 614. We're, we're killing it right now. <laughs> we're up 24. Right. We are, we're I'm up 20. There, oh, so my gosh. Should. You guys are killing it right yeah, now. That was pretty dope. That All right. Well, let's let's get, get there. Uh, yeah. Disc Golf Nick Carl on Instagram. <laughs> wow. um, that was great. There you go. We're, uh, are we going to post this on? And if I, I even got a Facebook friend request. Yo, you, you guys are the best. Appreciate the foundation yeah. guys letting me on the show tonight. I mean, this is super cool. I this is awesome. Like, I, I don't even know what to say really, but I had a super fun time tonight. Appreciate you guys a ton. Um, pretty ticked that Hunter beat me in the face off, but maybe, I, we'll, maybe any, we'll do some fun filming where I'm actually throwing my yeah. bag, which yeah, I'd really like to do. Next, if next, it's week, next week, Simon will be here. So maybe we'll, we'll swap us out with Simon. So yeah. We'll see if we can get that. Exactly. So anyways, thank you guys all for viewing us. I'm sure these guys have their normal send off, but you guys are killing it right now with the Instagram followers. I mean, we are. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, we're at six thirty-three. I literally need like thirty-two more. Thank you and guys you got- for watching tonight. Um, obviously, we had a ton of viewers tonight because of Nick Carl. Uh, so we appreciate you guys coming out here supporting what we do. Um, if you're not already a Patreon subscriber, link should be in it's the in bio. The um, we are probably still going live after yeah, this. Yeah, we'll go live at uh, I don't know if he, they're 1045. Here, we'll they here. might have to leave, unfortunately. Um, but I just got to pee, dude. I'm Zach not Zach and I will be there. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. We do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Links in the bio to our Instagram, Facebook, website, and Patreon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. 640, guys. 25 more. Giveaway. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) See you next week.